And now, introducing the man who was particularly disappointed in the performance of not just the Orioles players, but also the coaching staff after yesterday afternoon's drubbing as he exclaimed incredulously, quote, what are you doing starting Matt Harvey when you have John Means available after only pitching six innings, unquote. Following the release of the NFL schedule, he rushed to his computer, credit card in tote, preparing to book his annual trips he says he wouldn't trade for the world, as he insisted, quote, you can't beat Cleveland and Cincinnati in December, unquote. He is Glenn Clark. My wife legitimately once went on a Cleveland trip on the day I had to go, okay, so one year, the day after Christmas, the Ravens played the Browns. Sure. And this is when I was on the beat, so 2010, 2009, somewhere in that range. Um, and on Christmas Day, I don't remember what we did, but later on in the day, we ended up having some friends over to drink. And my wife said... Unprecedented. Yeah, I know, on, on something that we would never do. My wife said, I want to go to the game tomorrow. I said, are you serious? Like... Like, you just want to go to the game. Now, you I was. Were in, you were in Cleveland or Baltimore? No, we were in Baltimore. Yeah, a little different. Yeah, but she knew I was going to the game. Like, I was getting up in the morning, and I was I was going with. Um, you driving? I think Drew and. No, there was a. We were taking a bus. Yeah, it's a sort of driving. Well, Thank yeah, you. I mean, but I wasn't doing the driving. Wheels down, if you will. Yes, we were not flying, yes. if that's what the point is, but I was yeah. not driving. Correct. We were taking a bus. I was going with Drew, a couple of Drew's friends. I don't remember who else was on this bus trip, but sounds kind of terrible. I don't. It was actually fine. It was. Joking. It was quite fine. I think I just slept the whole way. I'm just imagining. Yeah. I'm, I'm imagining multiple Drews. Oh no, they're not all like him. <laughs> I assure you. I assure you that's not the case. So my wife is like hell bent. I want to go to. I'm like of all of the damn trips, the day after Christmas to Cleveland is the trip that you want to go on. She's like, yeah, I do. And I think it, she had done a little bit of drinking, and so now, like... Anything sounded good. Right. She's just <laughs> hell-bent on it. I said, if you can get someone else to go with you, It's just sure. gray all the time there at that time of year, It's right? just awful. It's just freezing cold. It's freezing cold in the press box in Cleveland in December. It's freezing cold. It's miserable. It's an awful place to be. Not, my, not top of my list. Yeah. So I said, if you can somehow, in the next five, on Christmas Day, convince... Someone else to go with you. Sure. Fine. By all means. But a lot of people the, jump at that opportunity. The, the tickets are like five bucks to get into really? this game. You would you think th- the demand would be higher. Why would the demand be higher? It, it was the Browns the day after Christmas. Around Christmas time. And so of all things, we were, as I said, we were drinking with some friends. Within five minutes, this girl, Lisa, that we liked a lot, she was an attorney, um, texts me and she's like, hey, Margaret says she needs a date for the game tomorrow. I'm in. Lisa, what are you doing with I'm like, life? you've got to be kidding me. Like, you, <laughs> you should have, have been to be like, get me. three. You got to get three friends. Yeah, correct. That's yeah. the rule. So uh, I let her go. I let her go. And I asked her, I'm like, how was the day? She was like, it sucked. Right. I'm like, yeah, I, this like is, I tried explaining to you. There was no way this was going to be pleasant. None. Joined in the Cleveland tradition Not of just a chance. getting drunk. Right. <laughs> like, of not going to the games. My God. God, what a horrendous thing. But um, she had that experience, so she's got that going for her, which is a thing, I guess. All right, uh, good morning. It's Glenn Clark Radio from the Chesapeake Employers Insurance Studio of Press Box. Today's program is brought to you by Great Eights Memorabilia. Saturday is Baltimore Celeb Fest in Millersville. 50 
of the uh, top former and current stars of professional wrestling will be there, including the Great Eight Stable, which features such current stars as Brian Cage, who's going to get another match with uh, Hangman Page. Just found that out last night. Uh, Lance Archer, who's going to be next in line for the TNT Championship. So a lot going on with some of the stars of the Great Eight Stable. Um, they will be there, Tessa Blanchard, the beautiful people, all part of the Great Eight Stable, and you can meet all eight pictures and autographs for just 200 bucks. you got to get the GreatEightsMemorabilia.com. Uh, you missed out on the John Harbaugh private signing, but there's still the Jonathan Ogden and the Anquan Bolden private signing still to come, plus Tucker Fest on June 27th with Justin Tucker. Of course, the Dunk Tank, the Cornhole Tournament, live broadcast and live music all day Coming up June 27th at Jerry's Toyota. To find out more about all these wonderful events and to get your tickets, your opportunities to meet these stars, go to GreatEightsMemorabilia.com. That's the number eight, GreatEightsMemorabilia.com. All right. A lot to do today. We are going to, for the first time, meet Troy Troy Stokes Jr. He is a Columbia native. He is a Calvert Hall alum. And he just made his Major League debut this week with the Pittsburgh Pirates. I already took care of it. Don't worry. I already took care of it. I'm on top of things. Okay. Made his Major League debut with the Pittsburgh Pirates this week and uh, got his first couple of Major League hits as well. We're going to talk to him about that experience. Also coming up this morning, we will check in with Bo Smolka, Press Box Ravens beat writer. The Ravens schedule is out. Finally, baby. We'll talk about it a little bit here. Seasons in a second. begun. I got, I got nothing else to say. What do you mean? Um, Seventeen and zero. Thank you. And uh, Todd Pletcher, who of course is the legendary trainer, he has unbridled honor in the Preakness on Saturday. We will chat Pretty with him name. about that. I imagine some of the other circumstances surrounding Preakness will probably come up during the course of that conversation. If I had to guess, it's a fun name. Other than it feels like a movie starring Mel Gibson. In a way, it certainly does feel like that. You're not wrong. You are not wrong. So that's all coming up on the program today. Um, I, if, obviously, you guys know better than to think that I am going to be worked up in any way about the Ravens' heart, schedule. I know heart. everyone is freaking out about Love it. that uh, you play the Browns twice in three weeks and they get a buy-in between and the Ravens have to play the Steelers and that's unfair. I mean, man, I, is it ideal? No, probably not ideal. Is it difficult to make a schedule of 17 games in 18 weeks for a bunch of teams where the networks all want to have their say and who gets what and some stadiums aren't available for certain times because they share parking lots and the whole deal? It's the way it goes, man. It's just the way it goes. It's schedule. Everybody's got something on their schedule they don't like. Everybody's got something on their schedule they're like, well, there's a month where the Ravens don't leave Baltimore, a legit month where they have three home games and a bye week. An actual month in the middle of the season where they don't have to leave the city. I mean, they probably will. I'm going to guess that during their buy, they will choose. Many of them will choose to go somewhere else. Yeah, Amish market in Pennsylvania, perhaps. Yeah, it's a no- lovely trip to Shrewsbury, yeah. something along those lines. But they don't have to. Is the point? They don't have to leave because for an entire month, nothing but home games and a buy. I don't know who else has that. I, I mean, I believe they're all 1 p.m. home games too. 1 p.m. Sunday home games. And a buy. It's like the most casual portion of the schedule. Go ahead, schedule those Sunday night dinners. Yeah, correct. Get some nice Sunday night Italian family dinners right. in there. I, I everybody's got something on their schedule that they're going to piss and bitch and moan about, and you're not going to get me to overreact to it. I gotta come in here every morning at ten. Yeah, it really bothers the hell out of them. Do anything to not have to be here. 
um, you know, is the back end of the schedule a little bit more difficult than, say, last year's back end of the schedule? Yes. Yes. It, on paper, it right. appears to be. Could the scenario play out where the last game in Pittsburgh is utterly irrelevant? Well, I, was, I mean, could the, could the, the scenario play out with the Browns? Brown? Yeah, sure. 100%. There's things that can happen between now and then. It's in a in a 18-week season, right. lots of quarterbacks could get hurt. Correct. and Any number of things. No, Who knows what might happen? On paper, it looks like a tougher way to close the season than last year when they had a s- seemingly cakewalk sure. type of schedule after the post the, the was was supposed to be Thanksgiving Day game that ended up being the Wednesday after Thanksgiving Day game. Um, so yeah, sure that that jumps out off the page at you. Otherwise, I don't know two primetime games to start the season. That's that's an anomaly, right? Like that's kind of weird, but. They is it anything other than just kind of weird? This year, right? Like it's five out of their seventeen games are prime. Well, time and games. adding a seventeenth game, sure. You know, like this comparison that we're making to, well, I've never had five primetime games before. Well, there's never been seventeen games on a schedule mm-hmm. before there either. Are like eight teams with with five. Yes, like that's the way it works now. There have to be more primetime games, and there will still be flexing that will go on late in the season, and games that'll be moved to Saturday. I don't like think for Instagram, you mean? Correct, exactly right. You got to flex for the gram. Everybody <laughs> knows that. So. It's what it is, man. It's what it is. I, I just, it. I wish I could join you guys in caring more. But again, I get it. For the people that, that are traveling, apparently the Vegas trip is already <laughs> it's the most expensive ticket in football, like by a wide margin, absurdly like two times expensive. more expensive than yes. any other ticket. Essentially, it happens to be the first game where fans are allowed. I don't really get why people Vegas. are going. To, why do they want to go to Vegas? Yeah, what's what's the appeal of that? <laughs> I don't know if you saw Cincinnati's on the schedule. <laughs> you can make that trip. Um. You know, if, if you got it in you and you want to make that trip, God bless. I'm, you know, I'm, ha- I'm happy for you. I bet there'll be some Ravens fans that'll just choose to go out to Vegas that week and like hang with other Ravens fans. There and might be some that might intended to go to the, to the game. game. What's and that? there might be some that literally had tickets to the game. No, I'm sure there'd be plenty of that. But I, I there bet were no clocks where they were. It's it's like the Super Bowl. Every both times the Ravens have been in the Super Bowl, there have been plenty of Ravens fans that have traveled to New Orleans or Tampa and never ever was were even going to consider trying to get into the football game. They just wanted to be there for I'm the party. I'm talking about the ones that were intending I understand. to go. I understand what you're saying, and I'm not doubting there'll be some cases. of them. I think there will be plenty of people that just go choose to make the trip to hang out with Ravens fans for a week and then say, I can watch the game I feel like at, be a at home. Fun expose is to find all the guys that had tickets, intended to go. Uh, you know? Who cares? What happened to you that day? Who cares? They got drunk. I mean, it's not hard to figure that out. They had a week. A week caught up to them. Things occur. I try to think of a if I ever out... Uh, you know what? This is a fun. So my buddy Robert Randolph, of course, everybody knows, uh, sure. uh, a good friend of mine, and uh, maybe the most talented musician on the face of the planet. He was playing Nine Thirty Club one night. Rob Thomas. Well, yeah, that's a good point. I, I don't know how I'm comparing the two. Um, he was playing at Nine Thirty Club one night, and this is a completely true story. I was supposed to take the a girl I was dating. I've talked about this girl before. I was dating a girl in D.C., and I was going to drive from Baltimore on a Friday night down to D.C. to go to the show with her. On Friday, when my sh- would I don't remember. I guess I was doing mornings then, and the show ended. I got a call from my then roommate who said, "Dude, I got a beat on an NBA Jam NFL Blitz arcade machine. Yeah, you got to get that. We can get it for like six hundred bucks, which is a lot of money, actually. Nowadays, you can get them for probably not this. No, no, no. Not the you can combo. get you can get the pop up thing. Like this is an actual arcade machine. Sure." Sure. You, you can get, get the, the, the dolly. You have to get the dolly. Oh, Kyle <laughs> said, "But well, we got to drive out to Frederick to get it." Mm-hmm. And I was like, 
all right, well, I got time. You know what I mean? Like, can you go right now? He's like, yeah, I can go right now. So I think it was at noon or so. Sure. We're like, all right, we got a couple hours. So we figured we'd we'd end up in Frederick about three o'clock. No problem. Did you right? also plan like a lunch trip? You were like, it's right no, around here. No, it wasn't. Know? No, it wasn't anything like that. We just we were like, I, I don't remember what the story was, but the point was we were going to be back and have the thing in the house by five o'clock, and I was going to have plenty of time to get down to D.C. for I think what was a nine o'clock show okay. with Robert Randolph. Until we found out that the machine was too big <laughs> to get into the house. In the old door, huh? Yeah. It was not going to happen. It was not. We took the door off. Still, yeah, yeah, yeah. machine too big. So we said. You know, you probably could have just measured it, right? Well, we, we didn't think about this, Kyle. <laughs> Instead of just taking <laughs> I think the door off. I was like off. 20. I don't know how old I was. It was 27 or something like that at the time. I wasn't thinking about. All, all I was thinking about was get the NBA Jam. I own an NBA Jam NFL Blitz machine No, I now. get that. I understand. That's all I was concerned about. I fully about. understand the process of yes. this is mine, time to get it in the house. Uh-oh. Yes, that's all I was what thinking now? about. So then I, I was like. I lifted couches up three stories in Baltimore City. Oh, I mean, who hasn't done? We, we've all done crazy things. But this was just not. It wasn't going in the door. Yeah. So then we were like doing the math of could we leave it out on the deck? Like, is there a way? Could we build right. something to protect it? And protect, keep it out to on the deck. protect your deck. Yeah, the protect the deck. deck. No, protect your deck. Protect your deck. Sure. <laughs> you get it? Yes, yeah, protect your deck. Yes. Um, I, I thought about that. We, we went through that, those maneuvers. We started calling people that we knew that were smarter than us yeah. to bring them over. We had a crew of about 20 people the, at our the house. NASA's greatest engineers. Correct. <laughs> at some point, I had just con- completely forgotten about my trip to D.C. to see Robert Randolph. The girl I was dating at the she time starts but blowing up my phone. This is, you were, you were like, like, look, NBA, NBA Jam, Jam NFL, NFL Blitz. Blitz. What are you looking at? You know? Oh, I think I might have blown her off. I think I might have like come up with a lie. <laughs> like, That's why I hear you. I think I might have like ignored all the calls, and the next day been like, oh, I was in the hospital. I don't remember what I did. It was a, But then you got to get the shiner. Right. <laughs> Correct. I missed the show entirely. And at about 2 a.m., we finally figured out that part of... The front part the top off, or the, you know, of the of the console could you know we could drill so we had to get a drill wiring and right and we yeah. could do it that way in order to bring it in and how heavy was this thing oh my god it was like five hundred uh, I don't think it was five hundred so if you had two people in theory yes. they could lift it and carry it and be struggling while doing yeah so. it would be very difficult you really probably needed a third right or you needed those things that like if you ever um. I recently had the movie. One of those little push cart things. No, it's not a not a cart. Like they, they, it, I don't know how to describe. It. You've it's seen like people s- do those with fridges. Have you seen somebody like literally remove a fridge from a pickup truck, land it, angle, oh, yeah, yeah. angle I've the cart seen down, one hundred percent. So it just slides. Yes, those videos are very popular on Twitter. They're very popular. They're um, amazing. Crestfall. No, it's a thing. Like if my buddy, uh, Mr. Gadsby, yeah. years upon like twenty years ago, worked for a moving or a rent. I think he worked for a rent a center. This was after and, the war? Yeah, after the war. Okay. He learned that you have these like straps that you put over your shoulders, and then it's you and a, a friend. And you put and you Yoda put the thing, in the backpack. You, no, <laughs> you put the thing between the two of you on the straps, and the straps end up So they are taut. It, they, are, they are the yes. the tension is by being Ex- over the, each person's shoulder. Exactly and right. They are then holding the weight, but exactly it's not really. Exactly right. Spreads it out. It's uh, We moved to treadmill. How much slack is on them, on the, on, the, on the ropes? Not a lot. Not a lot. Just enough. So then you're just lowering it down onto the dolly? No, there's no dolly involved. You're just carrying it. You're like just that. carrying it with the it's straps. Precarious. Carrying the br- Well, you start to hold it's not like you're you're leaving it. You still hold it while it's on the straps. 
You don't just leave it between you, like, put your hands behind you. I don't really, I'm having a hard time visualizing how it's held up straight. You you do that part. You still But isn't it all behind you? No, you you face each other. Okay. And the straps This is making more yeah. sense now. I Come was on, imagining man. people back to back, no. straps behind no. slack. No. <laughs> and dropping you a fridge. Face each other. <laughs> I said, I don't know. One of you is still walking backwards and you hold you still have no, your hands. That makes on more the, sense the if you're facing each yes. other. Yes. I like it I like it better. This is facing what we did. Each this other. is what we did. And let me tell you how this compares to the Ravens' schedule. Let me explain how I can tie all this back. I cannot, and I don't care. I could. I just don't care. Bo Smoka will join us. Bo Smoka. Did I say Smoka? I don't know if I did or not. Smolka. Bo Smolka will join us later, and we'll share his thoughts on the Ravens' schedule. I, I wish I had more for you. I simply do not. I do not have them. I cannot fake my way through it. I cannot lie and pretend. Are there interesting games? Yes, but there were interesting games that we knew existed before yesterday. We just know when they're being played now. Sure. And I cannot see the future, and I cannot tell you how healthy all of these teams well, will luckily be. I can. I can tell you on paper that there are certain On paper, week two seems really interesting. It seems very, very interesting. But it seemed interesting the last three times. And the Ravens didn't win any of those. So hopefully this is the year it changes. You get some home fans. You get a rabid crowd. You'd like to hope that this will be the year that some of that will change. But can I promise you that? Oh, Lord, no. Would you rather not be coming off a West Coast trip the week before you were facing the Chiefs and a short week with a West Coast trip? Sure, but would you rather come yeah. in week two, probably, if that's the case? I think so. I think that's when... I, you know, I, if you're going to do it, you'd rather I would, be fresh. I would rather... I would less, ra- less time but, to be injured. But I would rather, like, week one be... I get if, it. If week one's got to be a road game, I'd rather it be Pittsburgh. Of course. And then this, isn't, this, isn't, this isn't ideal, but if this right. is the scenario that's playing out, if you're going to be playing Kansas City coming off of a West Coast trip, then it's better to be when it is. Right I'm now. fine. I mean, I guess. Like, I don't know. I, 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 I can't say I would either. say based on... Look, injuries happen in the preseason. Things can happen. I like, don't know. I I don't know for by sure. By the way, you said smoka like like polka polka dance. Polka polka. polka, polka. It's because I'm a big smoka. fan of the Kenosha Kickers. Everybody knows that. I love the Kenosha Kickers. Big fan. Um, was that in Chicago? No, in Sheboygan. That was where it was a hit. God damn, I want to do that. Jeremy said he'd be in to try to turn that into a. Um, Somehow we raise money for charity by taking a polka band and putting them in uh, a truck and having them travel around and and play Christmas tunes in a U-Haul. Is this sort and of like Sonny when they go to the Grand Canyon? Are you not familiar with Home Alone? Not are this you, part of that well. What do you mean you're not familiar? It wasn't. It wasn't it's a pretty one of my, significant part of the film. It wasn't one of my staples as a child, for what it's worth. I still, it's a great movie. It's a great movie. But just it wasn't one of my staples. Just go. What, you leave? Just go. Am I going to be paid still? Just go. No. <laughs> Never. You will never again be paid. Just go. God damn it. This is what I deal with. Uh, look, schedule's a schedule. They're going to play 17 games. Hopefully this year they'll play them on the dates that they're scheduled. Uh, I'd like to hope that that's going to end up being the case. Obviously some good news from the state in that uh, the state's going to be opening back up uh, for full capacity. So, hey man, you know. Hopefully everything uh, is cool and it's a step towards uh, the, the Orioles not ready yet to expand their capacity. They're going to leave it alone for now, but the Ravens have made it clear they're intending for full crowds. And at the rate that we are traveling, it appears as though they will be allowing allowed to have full crowds come the fall. So there is that. Today's program brought to you by Window Nation. Glenn Clark here for Window Nation. Right now, get 50% off all styles of windows, plus put no money down, make no payments, and pay no interest for 24 months. 
866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. Tell them Glenn Clark sent you. Window Nation, the perfect fit. Um, the Orioles played a game yesterday. It did not go well. If you've been hoping that maybe Matt Harvey could steal you something at the trade deadline, one, it was always it was always unlikely, but certainly yesterday did not help whatever minimal chances there are of that. It was unpleasant. I know it was a big storyline in New York yesterday with him returning to City Field that doesn't impact us all that much. What impacts us is he got shelled, but it is what it is. Orioles are off uh, today. Then they return home to face the Yankees starting tomorrow night. Of course, also this weekend is the Preakness. Joining us now, a man who has done everything in this sport. He is an iconic trainer, and he's got unbridled honor in the Preakness on Saturday. It's a pleasure, as always, to welcome Todd Pletcher back to GCR. Todd, it's Glenn and Kyle in Baltimore. It's great to chat with you, as always, sir. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us this morning. Yeah, my pleasure. Todd, how much did you know? Like, are you itching at this point? You've done everything else there is to do in this sport, but somehow this is the one that's eluded you. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, do you, does it does it make you kind of mad at us in Baltimore? You say, man, how what have you what have you guys done to me? How come I haven't gotten this thing done over the years? Nah, I love Baltimore, but uh, yeah, I tell, I tell, to me, someone asked me, you know, what are your most disappointing losses, and, and to me, it's always. You know about the Preakness when uh, Super Saber won the Derby and yeah. lost the Preakness, and same with Always Dreaming. Because not only do you feel like you know you lost the race, but you kind of feel like you let the industry down when when that Triple Crown's at stake and so meaningful. Um, so, but uh, yeah, we're we're back and going to try it again, and we're hoping Unbridled Honor can step up and and run his best race. Tell me about the horse. What do we need to know about Unbridled Honor? Well, he's coming off a good second in the Lexington Stakes at Keeneland, and uh, you know I think he's he's shown steady improvement. I think he'll appreciate the added distance of a mile and three sixteenths. But really, really, what's what's very important for him to have a chance is we need a we need a fast pace to run out. So we need we need a couple of these guys to go out there and set some solid fractions so that uh, hopefully we can close into that at the end. It seems like it would be fair to think that that might be the case on Saturday. That, that given some of the horses in this field, as long as they're actually in the field. Um, it would seem like it'd be fair to think that might end up being what happens. Well, yeah, I mean, I think assuming that you know that that uh, the Derby winner runs and hopefully Midnight Bourbon, who generally shows speed and didn't get off to a very good start in the Derby, and also think Concert Tour could show speed. So I think you know if everything goes the way it's supposed to, which as we know it doesn't always happen in horse racing, but if those those three horses run their normal races, I think we should get an honest pace to run at. Yes, Todd Pletcher, unbridled honor is in the Preakness on Saturday. He's with us here on GCR. Todd, obviously it's it's a crazy week um, for everybody for the sport. I, are you able to completely dismiss all of the other conversation, or do you find yourself saying, "Hey, I've got to step up and talk about it because it feels like the sport's a little bit on trial right now." Yeah, I mean, look, I, I think there's a couple of ways to look at it, and you know, it's, it's certainly a black eye for the industry. There's no question about it. But I think, you know, also the message that that we can put out there is, you know, our, our game's under scrutiny at every level, and you know, at the, the highest level, it's, it's scrutinized. And, you know, we don't brush anything under the table. And same thing as when maximum security was disqualified in the yeah. Kentucky Derby. I, you know, I said at that time, a lot of times in the big moments, the the refs will swallow the whistle, but in, in in our sport, we don't. So I think, you know, that's something positive we can draw from it. It's interesting what you're saying. Like, in, in a way, it's a good thing that the sport is being policed, that, that it's not 
you, you can believe that the system works, I guess, if you're a fan of the sport. You can have confidence that the system works and that, you know, it's, it's the most tested sport there is. Every winner goes to, to get a urine and blood sample following the race, and everyone's, everyone's tested. So I think, uh, you know, that's, that's another important message that we can get out there. Todd, are you comfortable with the Derby winner running in this race if the, the blood sample comes back? As a competitor, are you okay with that? Yeah, I'm fine with it. Look, he's going to be tested thoroughly, and and uh, you know there's there's still a right to due process, and and uh, the split sample has not been confirmed from the Derby, so you know I think it would be unfair not to not to give him a chance, assuming that uh, you know all tests are clear prior to the race. I, I completely get that. Have, have have you talked to Bob at all this week? Like, do you have do you guys as competitors have these conversations, or do you sort of hey man, I know there's a lot of I'm going to leave you alone during the course of a week like this. I I haven't seen him. And I haven't talked to him, but we have exchanged text, and uh, you know we both share in common that we went to the University of Arizona, and so yeah. we were friendly about that. And you know I texted him after the Derby, congratulating him, and he texted me a few days later on the Hall of Fame announcement. So I mean we we have friendly exchange, and, and a couple exchanges since you know since uh, since the positive test came out, but I haven't haven't had a chance to talk to him directly. Todd, what would the you know? It, it's not it's not a triple crown, right? But it completes a personal triple crown. What what would that mean to you? Well, I mean, look, you you want to win the big races, and that's uh, that's why you work hard to try to get to them. So, it, it's one of my bucket list races, and uh, along with maybe the Dubai World Cup, we've been pretty fortunate to to win most of the other ones that are that are really high on the radar, but. Uh, you know, it's just the, the timing of it's tricky for us because uh, we're based at Belmont, Belmont's home, the Belmont Stakes, one of our favorite races. Yep. So, you know, a lot of times we haven't wheeled back in two weeks after the Derby, not only because the horses needed more time, but we, we've been focusing on the Belmont. So hopefully uh, with coming in with a fresh horse this year, uh, maybe it'll be our turn. All right, you just brought up the Hall of Fame. It's the National Museum of Racing Hall of Fame, and, and it's you and uh, American Pharaoh, who I hear is good. That's a pretty decent class. Um, what, what is it like to get a phone call like that, Todd Pletcher? Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 uh, you know, it's a dream come true, really. And it's, it was, someone asked me that yesterday, you know, how did it happen? I said, it's pretty much like you. Like you see when a lot of athletes, you know, they're standing around the kitchen <laughs> kitchen table and you get that call and congratulating you've been uh, inducted into the Hall of Fame. It's, uh, yeah, it was special. What, what's, you know, when, when you get into a, a business like this, like, it, I, what is the thought? Like, is that something that's, a, I know for athletes, it's an obvious, like, goal. Is it the same thought for someone to get into the, the, the training field or is it something you don't even aware of when you get into the business? No, I mean, I, I never really set my sights on, you know, that being a goal. And and it's a minimum requirement of 25 years of training, which I've always said, if you're crazy enough to do this for a living for 25 years, you should automatically be inducted. <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah, it, it's we have, we have pretty simple goals for our stable. We just, you know, and it sounds kind of silly, but we just try to do the very best we can with every horse and bring the best out of them. And hopefully that leads to, you know, developing some top quality horses and we've been blessed to, to have quite a few and you know it takes a lot of people and a lot of support to get there just another minute or two with todd pletcher unbridled honor running in the preakness on saturday todd um you know we're, we, we know that there's change coming here in baltimore and as much as it's needed is there any part of you that is sort of sentimental to the idea that there's only going to be so many of these before before pimlico looks completely different here in the coming years 
Yeah, I mean, from a from a sentimental standpoint, a historical standpoint, you hate to see it change, but at the same time, you know, I think it's 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 due, and the facilities could could certainly use the improvements. So, uh, you know, I think it's it's a commitment to racing in Maryland that that will extend uh, extend racing for quite a while. So, I think the net the net outcome is going to be good, but. The historical aspect, you know, is, is going to be missed. Yeah, look, we are we are very excited that there is going to because then we don't have to worry about the is is the Preakness not going to be here that conversation we don't have to worry about for a long time. But it's certainly nice to have. And then give me your favorite part of the trip. What's your favorite part, Todd Pletcher, of knowing you're going to be spending a week in Baltimore? Crab cakes, absolutely. It's the answer. <laughs> yeah, the last time I was there was always dreaming. I was there for like twelve days and I had crab crab cakes every day Did you so, really uh, <laughs> okay yeah. hang on were you going to different spots to try crab cakes the entire two weeks or yeah pretty well i mean the great thing about it pretty much every restaurant you go to has at least an appetizer portion so uh yeah it was uh it's fun i, I enjoyed my time there and uh Look forward to coming back. All right. We can't wait to have you here. Saturday, obviously, for Unbridled Honor in the Preakness. Todd Pletcher, really appreciate you taking a couple of minutes for us this morning. Best of luck on Saturday, all right? Absolutely. Thanks a lot. Todd Pletcher, now a Hall of Fame trainer, uh, and he's got Unbridled Honor on Saturday. And, I, you know, I appreciate his answer. He says, look, you know, this is a due process, and they're running a blood test, and if the blood test comes back, I mean, there, it, th- that still is relevant here. Like, we still have to get an answer on the blood test. I, I don't think I don't think that they're just going to fudge this and say, oh, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, we'll run a blood test. I think it's going to be completely legit, and if it doesn't, if it doesn't come back clean, they're not going to let it, the Medina Spirit run in the race. I have no idea. I don't know how that works with Baffert, though. Like, I, like is concert tour still going to be? I didn't, I didn't do my work on that. I probably should have. Like, I assume that Concert Tour would still be allowed. This is only relevant to Medina Spirit. I would imagine, not, right? Like, if he isn't well, but, I, but it could be that you're suspending the trainer, right? Like, you you're know. saying the trainer can't have a horse in the race. I didn't, I just didn't think about it all that much because it was only Medina Spirit that we were all that concerned about. But, um, you know, I appreciate that as a competitor saying, look, you know, they got a system. The blood test comes back good. We'll go with it. It's the way it works. Country just sort of found it on due process to an extent, and yeah, it's tricky. I mean, it's still tricky, though. Of course, it's still tricky. It's awkward. There's no, there's no getting around that. It's still tricky. Appreciate Todd Pletcher taking a couple of minutes for us here this morning on GCR. Um, today's show also brought to you by Mobile One. Mobile One full synthetic motor oil helps extend engine life. Visit your local Jiffy Lube service center. Ask for Mobile One. Got a lot I want to get to. Um, I, uh, specifically, a question that was asked of me, and I'll—I'll. I'll, I'll, Chris asked me a question. You know what? I'm not going to tell you anything more. I want to respond to that question, and I'm going to respond to it next. That's on the way. Troy Stokes, uh, Columbia native, Calvert Hall alum, now with the Pittsburgh Pirates. He made his debut, got his first hit. We're going to talk to him coming up a little bit later on as well. So that's all on the way. It's Glenn Clark Radio from Chesapeake Employers Insurance Studio. Glory Days Grill is celebrating their 25th anniversary this month, featuring their 12-ounce silver anniversary New York strip steak, the smoky thigh wings, a double bacon and cheddar burger, the strip steak sandwich, barbecue chicken bowl, and their silver anniversary turtle cheesecake. Toast to 25 more years with Glory Days Grill's silver anniversary IPA, brewed by Virginia-based brewery Devil's Backbone, and take home a commemorative glass. Celebrate by entering any of their three contests online when 
a trip to Devil's Backbone Brewing Company, free wings, or lots of other great prizes. Enter online at glorydaysgrill.com slash 25th anniversary. The 25th anniversary menu is available through June 20th. Come in for great food, good sports, and family fun. C3 American Exteriors is the area's best and most trusted roof and siding specialists. C3 is also an insurance adjuster's worst nightmare and a homeowner's dream come true. With all of the bad weather, chances are you have some roof and siding damage. Call C3 American Exteriors now to get your roof and siding repairs for the cost of your deductible. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. C3 guarantees a 48-hour rapid response. Call 401-9797 or go to c3america.com for a free analysis. Guys, we're almost there. As a lot of people have said, we are at the 10-yard line, but the COVID-19 pandemic is not quite over, so we need to continue to be vigilant, do the right things, including wearing our masks, and if we're going to wear them, why wouldn't we wear masks that represent our favorite teams and players? Home team masks, available right now. Pressboxonline.com slash masks. We got a purple and orange state flag neck gaiter for you, as well as the Celebrate 8 MVP neck gaiter, and an over-the-ear faded to stress state flag and traditional colors mask they're available pressboxonline.com slash masks let's get this over with wear our masks home team masks Baseball is back in full in 2021, and the bat around has got you covered from bell to bell. Hi, I'm Paul Valley, and you can catch me along with my co-host, Zach Goodman, every Saturday morning from 10 to 12 on the bat around right here at Press Box Sports. We'll break down every win, every loss, and everything in between, plus tell you who we take to rake each week as the Orioles look to get back in the hunt and bring competitive baseball back to Baltimore. Catch us at PressBoxOnline.com slash TheBatAround or at Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports. That's the bat around every Saturday morning from 10 to 12 right here at Press Box sports. It takes time to get rich, flavorful coffee beans from the lush mountain regions of Colombia and Brazil to Royal Farms. But less than a minute to get yourself a delicious hot cup of the finest and freshest coffee in the world. Because Royal Farms' new Swiss-made coffee machines grind those rich, flavorful coffee beans and brew them one magnificent cup at a time. It's why Royal Farms makes the freshest and best coffee in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Redefine your skills, inspire change, and make a difference. The Army offers the new generation of youth the ability to be part of something bigger than themselves, while also improving who they will become individually. Soldiers have the ability to impact the world in many different ways. The Army supports humanitarian missions ranging from the COVID-19 response to natural and man-made disasters. Visit GoArmy.com forward slash Baltimore. This is Glenn Nothing but net. What is smart casual, by the way? I'm going somewhere. Smart casual? I'm going somewhere for the anniversary dinner tomorrow night. Who are they to decide what smart I, people what is, wear? I just, we just make things up anymore, don't we? Just because we don't want to say, like, if we feel it's if we like say. You got to wear a cardigan? Is that what it yeah, is? That's what I, like, I feel like we've gotten to a point now as a society where there's been a negative reaction to the idea of formal, right? Like, and so these places. Want you still well, to finally be? Finally, people have come around on the idea that well, maybe it's nice to be comfortable, right? And but these places still want you to be formal, but they don't want to say that yeah. because they know that that's over. Correct. And so instead, they come up with these other terms like smart casual. What is that? 
What in the world is smart casual? Oh my god! What you really should do is just get a pair of like Harvard mesh shorts, <laughs> <laughs> proving I'm smart and I feel quite casual. So, I mean, what? How do you even describe that to a human being, man? I'm, s- I'm sick of it all. Yeah, going out. Anniversary was earlier in the week, but uh, we're going out for dinner tomorrow night for the celebrator anniversary, and so apparently we're supposed to be smart casual at this particular location. Okay. Get F it's out a of here. lot of room for interpretation it's for so you to wear whatever like, what? you want. It's Hang like, on a second. I tried. W- <laughs> it's like I'm prepared to prove my intelligence. This is uh, <laughs> this is from Wikipedia. Smart casual is an ambiguously defined, yeah. yeah, Western dress code that is generally considered casual wear, but with smart in the sense of well-dressed components of a proper lounge suit from yeah, traditional like informal wear. What you're wearing wear. now with a tie, right? <laughs> like. What the F does... That sentence is a word salad, man. Smart casual is an ambiguously defined Western dress code that is generally considered casual wear, but with smart in the sense of well-dressed components of a proper lounge suit from traditional informal wear. Who the F could read that? Today I'm wearing my finest sweatpants uh, with with an ascot. Right, (laughs) right. The interpretation typically includes a dress shirt, necktie, trousers, and dress shoes. That just sounds formal to me, man. Yeah, I don't know about all that. But worn with and an people o- wear like sneakers oh, and dress can, shoes. Oh, here we go. You can wear an odd colored blazer or sports coat. Oh, oh. cheeky, good fun. Oh, now that you now that can you finally find your green there. jacket. Right. You know? I've been waiting for this <laughs> moment for my odd colored sports coat. Get the f out of here, smart casual. All right, back in here on GCR from the Chesapeake Employers Insurance Studio. Chesapeake Employers Insurance is your workers' compensation insurance specialist. Uh, John from Little Rock says the uh, the the sample won't be known for another week or so. No, but that's that's the second sample. I'm talking about the blood test. The, 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 they agreed. This agreement with the Maryland Jockey Club and Bob Baffert required a an immediate response blood test that was supposed to be known by... I think by Friday so was the, the argument is so it would still be in the system in the bloodstream. That's the concept. If like and again, if it were there's in the no dosage, that well, would there's be required no allow if for in Maryland. There's no allowable level of this. So if there's any in there at particular all particular substance, then they're saying you're out. And in theory, you would think that the way they're saying this happened right would produce such trace levels that I'm not, it should I'm be not, gone. I'm not. I am not. I am not a veterinarian. Ha! I can say it. <laughs> Been so not, no, I have not. <laughs> I um, I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm not going to try to pretend I know anymore. He also says that he would eliminate that establishment based on the requirement. If I had seen that before, I might have, honestly. If I had noticed the smart casual before, I, really I might have said, I'm good, thanks. Like, I can wear a sweater, right? If I wear a, a nice... A nice sweater over a button-down sure. shirt. That's fine, that correct? Work. I mean, you could just wear a button-down shirt. I don't know why that wouldn't be enough. I'm not. I'm just not. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. All right. Uh, the question from Chris. Chris says, Glenn, I understand why it is that you don't make a big deal about the schedule release and that we know the games beforehand. However, you have to admit the NFL really does own the week that the schedule comes out in terms of the way that the sports media sports. reacts. That's not necessarily true. I don't know what's going to happen in the NFL next week that's going to own the week. There will still be there driving was, conversation based on speculation about be, Aaron Rodgers. There will be plenty of that that exists, but I don't know that they'll own Own is the maybe week. the wrong word. Yes. This week, there is a significant difference that Chris alludes to. With that in mind, 
don't you think it would be smart of them to maybe tease it instead of over a couple of days, but instead over weeks and months? It's clear that we would eat that crap up and that they would continue to be kings throughout the course of the offseason. Um, I hear what you're saying, Chris. I do. I don't know what the answer to that is. I think they have a hard enough time the, keeping it under wraps for like one that's, day. That's that part of the issue. Part of the issue is if the schedule is known by anyone, it's hard for it not to become known by everyone. I don't, I don't think that that's possible. I don't think... I just don't. I don't think it's possible. Today's day and age, I don't think it is either. I like, mean, could they do it over the course of a week? Could they, what they did yesterday, could they maybe on Monday put out the, here's the, the week AFC one North schedule, and on Tuesday could they put out the, here's all the primetime games for the season, and on, like, could they do something like that, or Tuesday could be all the Sunday night games, Wednesday could be all the Monday night games, I mean, they Thursday try. could be all the Thursday night games. They could try, but they can't. I don't right. can't keep it from being leaked ultimately. Throughout the course of the day yesterday, all you were seeing was more and more, you know, either single game or complete schedule leaks. And maybe they just don't care about it. Maybe that to them, that's good. They don't really this isn't really about doing a show to them. This is really just about them getting all the attention that they got throughout the course of the day. And so maybe the leaks wouldn't be the problem. I don't know. But it seems like it would be a problem if you were trying to stretch it out over a longer period of time. But, but why would that be a problem? You're still getting people but to talk about you. But but you're getting people to obsess over I you. I get for it, but I don't understand why it wouldn't just be a concentrated release of the information, right? Like it's not as if Adam Schefter or insert NFL insider here, who's getting the information, isn't just going to put it out. So then, if you have all the information out there, and you still have an event a month and a half down the line releasing said information or well, whatever I just, it is. I, I'm, I don't think that the actual event matters all that too much to them. I don't think so. It can't, or else they wouldn't do it the way that they do it. There's no way that the schedule release show could be that important that to them. It matters in that there's the official quote-unquote discussion about next season. They do that. I understand that, but I'm talking, ab- I'm talking about the actual show. It does not appear to matter all that much to them because, as I said, they legitimately – it's not just leaks – they allow the teams to announce the schedule before the show. There's nothing you're actually learning on that show. It's just if you are if you have literally no life and you want to sit down and watch. To be fair, we're not criticizing anybody who chose to watch that show. I am. There's something better to do with your time. I, I can't stress this enough. Find a hobby. Do do volunteer somewhere. The Helping Up Mission could use more volunteers. Volunteer at the Helping Up Mission if that's how you're spending your time. I mean that sincerely. There's a lot of other things we can talk about. Volunteering sounds like a great thing for you to do. Do something beneficial for society. Don't watch the schedule release show. God. Well, I mean, I don't know. If it's on in the background, maybe, while you're doing something with your family. I, whatever. The point being, you got to have something better that you can do with your life than sit down and watch that program. And a lot of other programs. The Puppy Bowl at halftime, though. What's that? The Puppy Bowl is at halftime? <laughs> well, then now, wait a second. <laughs> wait a second. I'm a big Puppy Bowl guy. Um, I don't think there's a better way to go about doing it. I don't think there's a good way to go about doing it. I think the best way to go about doing it would just be to drop it at right, some point. You know, that's not what they're doing. But they're not. They want. They clearly want all of this. They want all of the leaks. They want all of the conversation I for a couple of days. I tend to think it would be most fervent the way that it is. I don't. I don't know. I think you could maybe stretch it over I three think, days. I think what I think they want the leaks, and because they want the only reason the leaks matter is because there's a bunch of people that get their rocks off by saying, "Ah, 
I beat you to it. I had it before you announced it. And if there's no announcement coming, if you don't know that the announcement's coming Wednesday at 8 o'clock, then nobody's going to be working to try to get these leaks because they don't know that they're beating anybody to something. So I think there has to be a deadline, if you will, that makes all of these people who do get their kicks saying, ha, I got it out before you did. This is going to make cares. Shams get involved and release it all yeah, before any of whatever. it starts. None of it, none of it does a damn thing for me. None of it. You're never going to get me to care about it. You're never, ever, ever, ever going to get. What if me they announce opening it. weeks at your house? Yeah, that would be interesting. Oh, I offered to let the athletics play there the other day. I yeah. said, I said, if you need, now you're not allowed. You can only use the out, uh, the downstairs bathroom, and you got to take all your own trash to the curb. I ain't, I ain't doing that. I take enough of the trash. You I take the barn trash to the you curb. You would require gotta, they take yours also. No. No, they don't have to do that. I'll, I'm st- I'm a man, and the kids needed to start doing it at some point. The kids like doing it actually. They Are like they? they like making the hall down to. Um, but uh, only with you. They're not going to do it alone. Oh, at some point, at at a I certain age, they're going to do it alone. Age? At what age? Eight. Eight in two years. Wow. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. By ten at the latest, <laughs> at the latest, they're going to be taking the trash down without me. The problem, one of them is, and then the other eight-year-old is going to be hanging out. What do you think? No, one of them will have. Uh, what? Well, do you know how much trash? We, I think this is a part that you. Mi- we had a conversation about trash, and you couldn't believe the distance I was talking about. We also have barn trash. Is that just fecal matter? No, it's not just fecal. We don't throw away. No, we do not use that as fertilizer, <laughs> man. You don't throw away poo. That's not the way that it works. What about the horse poo? This. <laughs> Thank you. Know what? I did not specify. <laughs> Never S and S, sir. Everybody knows that. Did not specify. Uh, what was the other thing that Farvis said as he was walking out? He said, I did not specify. <laughs> Never as an answer. And then he said, there was a, uh, the lady cop walked in, and he's like, ah. And I remember what he said. It's going to drive me nuts. going to drive me nuts for years to come. Um, no, we have actual trash we've got to go down and get and then haul that down to the. Where so one of them the trash at the barn? They had, like, open bags of feed, and they open. Like, there's plenty of things happening at a barn, dog. Like, it's a whole ecosystem, man. People make trash. I don't know what to tell you. These are the things that are horses can't take it out? Yeah, it's a good point. I could just have the horses do it. I could <laughs> ask them to get on board with it. You would think, in what theory, the you could ride here? the horse with the trash. Uh, Brian Powell, I get your, uh, he wants to throw in a late would you rather, but nobody, the problem is nobody in our audience, this is not the wrestling show, bud. Like, uh, the fact that Cody Rhodes cut the worst promo in the history of professional wrestling last night. Oh, only I saw it. Yeah, it was awful. Oh my was gosh. Awful. Said, would you rather watch the schedule release show for six hours or six hours of Cody Rhodes? No, I would. I, I mean, I get the question, but unfortunately, it does not play to this audience. I guess it would have to be the schedule release show in that scenario. All right. Um, from Dan. Dan says, uh, Glenn, what do you make of LeBron James suddenly bitching about is that new? I feel like that happened a week ago. Is he still doing that bit? What was he complaining about? The the playing tournament after he had previously like said he was excited about it. Now that his team's, I brought up the fact that it's a bummer that the Suns might have to play the Lakers in the first round of the playoffs because sure they work their ass off to have the best team they've ever had and to lose. Well, I don't know if they're going to lose or not. I don't know how good the Lakers are, frankly, even when they get LeBron James back. It's LeBron. I, I understand it's still LeBron, but they just haven't been good. I get it, but it's like, still LeBron. I understand what hand. you're saying. And that's I, sort of just I like, get it. I, with Anthony Davis. I, I, I understand everything. Well, Anthony Davis of? has been hurt all year. But like it's he's still been LeBron. 
<laughs> you keep saying this. <laughs> like, you just keep saying the same right. thing over and over again. I just don't you're know if you've really, considered the fact that it is You're not really LeBron. saying anything. You're not really saying anything well. here. Apparently, they're still in play to not have to be in the play-in tournament, which would mean that the Suns could well, avoid Well, the Mavs them. won last night. I don't. I don't. Who are the ones in the sixth seed right now? Are they? Yeah. Okay. I believe so. Portland and the if Mavs are so. like right around there. I will. I will. I will be tuned in when the regular season. But is I don't over. know if you heard. What? Uh, the Lakers have LeBron. Oh, do they? Yeah. Now, when did that happen? Apparently, did the Wizards lose a bad one last night? Did I see that? You're, supposed, really you're supposed to be our expert on these types of things. I right? haven't watched the Wizards to the point where when they say that Russell Westbrook is like playing a better, like he's playing better basketball. They lost, they lost to the Hawks, apparently. The that's Hawks have relevant. been really good, actually. They're 25-11 since whatever, March. Okay. That's good. But apparently like, the Wizards needed that to try to avoid the play-in the play themselves. And they How many? Is it I think a they might single a elimination in, in the play-in? You just lose Okay, so no, it's, it's single elimination for the 10 seed. Okay. I believe it's double elimination for the nine. Like this, the oh god, I gotta. I somebody explained it to me, and I was like, okay, I still don't really know why we're doing yeah, this. Yeah, why wouldn't they just do like a three game series? Well, because there's four teams. Right, two three game series. You would have the no, because you want to give the advantage to the teams that had the better records. You don't want them. You don't want to have the seven and the ten have the exact same chance of getting in. I hear you. I don't know the, if I care. Why? If the seven, if know, the seven seed is sig- regardless, yeah, so significantly like over five hundred, and the ten seed is significantly under five hundred, yeah, this is like the dumb Chaos. NFL bit where you're just rooting for, yeah, okay, yeah. that's all you're doing. Um, uh, here we go. Here are the rules for the playing tournament. At the conclusion of the regular season, but before the first round of the playoffs, the team with the seventh highest winning percentage in each conference will host the team with the eighth highest winning percentage in the playing game. The winner of the seven eight game will earn the number so seven. That's seed. a direct play. So that's your. You're, you're winning, winning, you're in. Right, correct. Yeah. The team with the ninth highest winning percentage in each conference will host the team with the tenth highest winning percentage in the 9-10 game. Then the loser of the 7-8 game faces the winner of the 9-10 game, uh. and that team is on to the playoffs okay. as the eighth seed. That's fine. I don't, I don't think it's something that needs to stay. I just don't. I mean, honestly, the first round of the playoffs does nothing for me. This is not something that will do anything for me either. I will not the, – the idea of it being a one game – you're trying to create – The scenario what, presents is like you're, – Well, you're, you're trying to create what, what has opportunity worked. for young players to sort of – No, what you're really trying to create is what's happened in baseball. You're trying to create the magic of a one-game scenario that, but that you have to watch because it's an elimination – it's a guaranteed elimination game or it's – I guess the one is a guaranteed Correct. elimination game. Two of the three right, are guaranteed you're just elimination tr- you're games. Tr- trying to you're coax, trying to coax create, moments out of... You're trying to create right. more significance for an individual yeah. basketball game that forces people to watch, and that's fine. And you'll get some, I'm sure. Right? Oh, like you're gonna and have among basketball fans, there will be an amount of basketball fans, if you're already inherently a basketball fan, that will say, I have to watch this. I am inherently a basketball fan, and I'm still going to tell you, unless my team's involved... I'll it's be more inclined to watch it than a random regular season game. That's fine, but I'm not going to schedule... Like, I, I started watching Girls 5 Eva this it? week. It's great. Is it? It's great. What it's network is that on? Peacock? It's a Peacock special. 
It's from it's the it's the same people that made Mr. Mayor. It's the I same just have an issue understanding how the Schmidt. age works with the lady from AP Bio being a member of the group. Uh, you sh- they just sort of it's it's like you're supposed to laugh about it. You're like just supposed they to laugh about the that fact it's absurd. Correct. That she was That's too old to begin with. Y- y- no, not really. They just she try to make aged poorly, poorly exactly kind of right. They're just making it that bit. Okay. We're like, and it's twenty years. Like I get they're doing a twenty year thing. Okay. But they it is no, I mean, it looks, it's it part looks of the comedy. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. It's tremendous. The the girl from Hamilton is unbelievable. Um uh, what's 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 uh, Lynn Manuel Miranda, right? Yeah, that's the girl from Hamilton. <laughs> you nailed it. Lynn, of course, from Hamilton. She's just phenomenal. Simply phenomenal. Renee, I can't think of what her last name is. Zellwanger. Who unbelievably is fifty years old and I yeah. I still well, she's been acting I cannot for a while. Fa- Renee Zellwanger. Yeah. yeah, that's a great point. Thank you, Kyle. Very very helpful. Um, if I have to choose between watching more Girls Five Eva and the NBA Play-In Tournament, I will probably girls. pass. You've been more of a girls man. Well, you've got that thing for Adam Driver though, yeah, so well, that kind of that kind of makes me sense. and John Oliver. Yeah, right. And there's that one scene. Everybody remembers yep. that one scene from Girls. You know the one. I do. Brian Williams. Lena Dunham goes to the park. That's the one. She talks about <laughs> she talks she talks about eating. Yeah. It's a whole it's thing. touching. Kyle and I were talking about shrill earlier today. Yeah. I am out on shrill. I, enjoy I, it. I might I have so many things ahead of it on the list before sure. I would go watch season three. I was so turned off by season two that I couldn't come back right now for season three. You know who's I in season you know who's in season three? Who? You watched you never watched Mind Hunter, did you? No. Would you have seen with this chap in it? He's been in a lot of stuff. He's Which really one is Mind good Hunter? actor. Mindhunter was the serial killer David Fincher one. Oh, on right. Netflix. Yeah, yeah, I did not. He was also the star. He played Richard Jewell in not the movie, but the oh. the sh- there was a really I was good show. Say Paul Walter Hauser. They did a season of uh, called the Uni- It was essentially a manhunt. Is called the show, and the second season was about the the Atlanta bombing and okay. Richard the actors he's a really good actor. Uh, you might he be is. right about that. He's in the third season of Shrill. Happy to see uh, th- him. This is the, the, the Shrill problem was that they didn't give any depth to AD Bryant's character. They only gave her fat. Like which is the concept I get was like the show is supposed to be about fat acceptance and body and like ending body shaming and all that. And that's those are those are in theory good concepts. I'm not I don't disapprove of those. But they made her vapid and awful. They made her so that all she had was, I'm fat. They, they they forgot you still have to make her a likable character as well. You still have to have like good qualities about you as a person. And they got away from that, and there was nothing left at that point. I enjoyed the third season. Just, uh, maybe, maybe. I'm excited about the Legends, Legends of the Hidden Temple coming back. Oh yeah, I love that. Fun. I'm all, I'm on board it. with that. Would you do Flora's Lava also? Um, that's a fun show. I'm not gonna lie, that's a fun. I show. wouldn't be good at it. Like, but, I, you, I watched a couple episodes. Just, you wouldn't like, want to just flail around. I, I mean, for the sake of doing, I'm just kind of over like the being on TV for the sake of being on TV thing. I know. Once you did like, the Grammys, it was kind of like, what yeah, do I, I have to do right. after this? I, right? I got to do that duet with the Jonas Brothers. It's a magical moment for me. Yeah, everybody knows how much I love Nick. Just a big <laughs> Nick Jonas guy. Uh, there. Was, oh, how was uh, getting gas yesterday? It was an adventure at the beginning. I I, I started off going near the studio, so yeah, like right around like the the Falls Road mm-hmm. Northern Parkway area. Mm-hmm. And there's a there's a cavalcade of gas stations right there. Started at the one on the corner, got to the pump. I was like, I'm here. Started pumping. They're out of gas. Yep. I was like, well, okay. Go next door. More people in this parking lot. I'm yeah, like, that sure. That must mean there's gas. It's got to be some gas here. So I start pumping. No regular. I'm like, well, I'm here. 
Oh, so you just, like you just put the more. super in there? Tried the, the the second one, not the super. Okay. That's crazy. You think I made him money? All right. Uh, I get 0. 0.2 gallons. Ooh. So I'm that'll, like, that'll, more than I had before. Got yourself a stew. More than I had before. I had about a pint a pint of gas there. <laughs> hey, man. man. <laughs> and then I left, and I was like, well, I'm done with this pocket of gas station. Well, there's a third. You didn't go over to at least try the third? I think I took my message there that I probably wasn't going to find what I was looking for. So I got the light. You still the haven't left, found what you're out. looking for. Headed downtown toward my house. No, there's one in Canton. I'm prepared to go to BJ's because I got the membership card, and I'm like, well, mm-hmm. scarcity. There are fewer yeah. people with BJ's member cards than there are who are <laughs> eligible. Really not. Than there are who are eligible to go to any gas station. I mean. That's a fact. That's just a fact. Okay. Now, stop off at the Canton one, and it's tucked in the neighborhood, right? Like, yeah. It's not a main road. You kind of have to be. I mean. dri- Fleet Avenue is a main enough, but if you're going to be taking Eastern, if you're going to be just trying to get where you're going fast. And I think there are people who would dump off on the gas station if they see it, you know? So they're driving around gas station. I'm going to get gas. So I stop in Canton. Not a lot of people in the parking lot. Not a good sign. I'm like. M- I, must not be any gas. Yeah, I yeah. asked the fella. I'm like, sir. <laughs> Is there gold in them hills? I'm like, sir, do you have gas? He was like, yeah. Have you been places with no gas? I was like, y- yes. Lots of them. Yes. Yeah, right. And so it was painless right there. Back in, I, mean, I just gave away the spot for all the gas. Painless, got yeah, in right. there and left. You need, and need, you need to get yourself some gas. And was, and it was all, all, all right. lickety all split. Right. Well, but now apparently the pipeline's back open, right? Well, they, I mean, but that's still the not gonna gonna going to be corrected for a, like the a little while. The first time I talked to a guy, I was like, You guys are out of gas? He was like, Yeah. Don't know when we're going to be getting yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's definitely one of those like sort of harrowing moments. I'm at three quarters of it. Like, I got lucky that I just happened to fill up. I was somewhere this weekend that I had like 10 minutes I needed to kill. Okay. So I'm like, Why don't I just go ahead and fill up while I'm here? What did you, what's, your, what's your normal. Oh, I have to be way like I'm not just empty. Yeah, like I'm, like, I'm on empty for some. So you time. want the gaslight on? You know the range you're working on, kind of thing. Oh, one thousand percent. And I've got to be in the neighborhood of Royal Farms, of course, because I have my Royal Farms sure. card, yeah. and so I'm going to use that to get my gas discount. So I'm going to push it quite far. Push it real good. Push it real good, right. if you will. Yes, one hundred percent. So I'm good for probably until the beginning of next week. So I I'm, should be good for the I'm, whole crisis, I'm I would think. I'm rooting for things to be back to normal by that point. We'll see how it goes. All right. Uh, today's show is also brought to you by, how about, by the Stan the Fan Variety Hour. If you missed Terry Hasseltine last night with uh, Stan and Gary Stein, you can find it right now, facebook.com slash pressboxsports. Of course, you can find it at PressBoxOnline.com as well, or Stan and Ross talking baseball earlier in the week. All of Stan's shows brought to you by C3 American Exteriors. We come back in. Troy Stokes from the Pittsburgh Pirates, Columbia native, Calvert Hall alum. He joins us next. Glenn Clark Radio from the Chesapeake Employers Insurance Studio. This is how you get a premium cup of coffee. Better and faster than the drip, drip, drip method. And way better than a large urn of lukewarm coffee made who knows when. At Royal Farms, our new Swiss-made coffee machines grind fresh, premium beans on the spot and then brew them one cup at a time for the freshest, most flavorful cup of premium coffee you can buy. This is Royal Farms coffee. It's better because it's the freshest coffee in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. 
C3 American Exteriors is the area's best and most trusted roof and siding specialists. C3 is also an insurance adjuster's worst nightmare and a homeowner's dream come true. With all of the bad weather, chances are you have some roof and siding damage. Call C3 American Exteriors now to get your roof and siding repairs for the cost of your deductible. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. C3 guarantees a 48-hour rapid response. Call 401-9797 or go to c3america.com for a free analysis. Glory Days Grill is celebrating their 25th anniversary this month, featuring their 12-ounce silver anniversary New York strip steak, the smoky thigh wings, a double bacon and cheddar burger, the strip steak sandwich, barbecue chicken bowl, and their silver anniversary turtle cheesecake. Toast to 25 more years with Glory Days Grill's silver anniversary IPA, brewed by Virginia-based brewery Devil's Backbone, and take home a commemorative glass. Celebrate by entering any of their three contests online, win a trip to Devil's Backbone Brewing Company, free wings, or lots of other great prizes. Enter online at glorydaysgrill.com slash 25th anniversary. The 25th anniversary menu is available through June 20th. Come in for great food, good sports, and family fun. For more than 100 years, Chesapeake Employers Insurance has been helping Maryland businesses keep their workers safe. With competitive pricing and an AM Best, A-minus financial strength rating, it's no surprise that Chesapeake Employers is Maryland's largest writer of workers' comp insurance. At the end of every workday, someone's waiting for your safe return. Connect with your agent or visit CEIWC.com. Hi, it's Glenn Clark for Window Nation. When it comes to cost and quality, Window Nation has you covered, saving you thousands more on your windows compared to national brands while providing the same, if not better, quality. Want detail? Window Nation measures each window three times to ensure proper fit, and after they install your new windows, they leave your home cleaner than it was before. Get 50% off every style window, plus put no money down, make no payments, and pay no interest for 24 months. 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. Tell them Glenn Clark sent you. Window Nation, the perfect fit. The biggest pro wrestling stars today and all time all have one thing in common. You've heard them on Jobbing Out. Matt and Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks. Thanks for having us, man. Appreciate it. Adam Cole. How are you guys doing today? Matt Riddle. Yeah, man. Thanks, man. The champ Drew McIntyre. Oh, thank you for having me. The great Ron Simmons. Damn. Keith Lee. Appreciate you guys having me, man. Bill Goldberg. My pleasure. Charlotte. Thank you so much for having me. Mick Foley is with us. This is the greatest name for a wrestling show I've ever heard. MJF. I'm glad you're happy I'm on this show because I'm freaking miserable. Le champion. Chris Jericho. Le champion. AJ, Aaron, Brandon, and Glenn are talking pro wrestling every week on Jobbing Out. Find it at PressBoxOnline.com slash radio, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Tweet us at Glenn Clark Radio. 21st Century Talk Radio at GlennClarkRadio.com. All right, back in here on GCR from the Chesapeake Employers Insurance Studio of PressBox. Today's show also brought to you by Mobile One. Mobile One full synthetic motor oil helps extend engine life. Visit your local Jiffy Lube service center. Ask for Mobile One. Our next guest made his Major League debut over the weekend. He's now collected his first couple of hits in his MLB career. 
He's a native of Columbia. He's a Calvert Hall alum. It's a pleasure to welcome Pirates outfielder Troy Stokes Jr. into the program. Troy, it's Glenn and Kyle in Baltimore. It's great to chat with you, man. Thank you so much for taking some time for us, and congratulations. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, yeah. dude. Troy, can you just take me back? Like, I'm, I have no doubt you have dreamed of what this week would be like for your entire life. How, how does actually living it out compare to the way that you dreamed about being a Major League Baseball player? Um, I mean, it's amazing. I mean, honestly, I didn't, I didn't really know what to expect. I mean, coming up through the minors, you play with different guys. You play with big leaguers. As you get to, like, double-A, triple-A, you start to play with guys that have been up. Um, so you hear stories and stuff, but, I mean, it's nothing like making it up. I mean, I, I don't think I really could imagine it, imagine how it went. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it just, it just feels amazing. Did, did you have, like, a moment where you, like, walked out of the field like, holy, holy crap, this is real? Like, did you have any of those moments when you got up? Um, yeah, I think when I first took the field in Wrigley, um, it was, yeah. pretty, it was pretty cool to, to debut in Wrigley with it being so storied. Um, but yeah, when I first took the the field in right field, I kind of looked up at the stands and kind of like just just thought to myself, like, man, I'm here, like I made it. Like, that's awesome. Like, that's, let's go. That's awesome, <laughs> man. That's so cool. All right, so so your path was not always obvious, right? When when was the moment for you in your life that like you you knew like I'm going to be there one day? There's no doubt in my mind I will be there. Um, I mean, coming up, like, I love playing baseball. Um, I feel like stuff didn't really get serious for me until high school. Um, and then I would say, like, once junior year, um, Pro Scouts started to get involved. And I, I made the decision. I was like, all right, this is what I'm going to do. Um, this is what I want to do, and I'm, I'm going to make it. Um, so, yeah, I would say right around, like, junior year high school is when I kind of told myself, like, all right, like, this is legit. Like, I'm going I'm to play in the big leagues one day. Um, let's make it happen. Wait, wait, did you ever get worried as you were going through some of the stuff you went through with the Brewers, with the Tigers? Did you ever get worried about it? Did you ever have like a real honest conversation where like I, I don't know, is there a chance that it's not my fault, but it just might not work out for me? Oh yeah, definitely. I think honestly, I feel like most players that make it to the show um, have those thoughts. I mean, the minor leagues is such an up and down, bumpy road. Um, I yeah. mean, baseball's hard. So with injuries and everything that happens, I mean, yeah, definitely doubt, doubt definitely creeps into your mind sometimes. Um, for me, that's why, like, I thank my support system, my family so much. Um, whenever I needed to talk or, like, get my get my mind right, get back focused, um, they were always there for that conversation, um, my girlfriend too. So, yeah, I mean, definitely have those thoughts, but you can't, you can't, you can't think about them too much. Um I mean, it's going to happen. Any player that once you hit a slump, I mean, you you definitely doubt yourself sometimes. But you have to come to you have to come back and uh, know who yourself know yourself um, and know you can do it. Uh, so, he's, yeah, he's Troy Stokes from the Pirates, of course. Calvert Hall alum. He's with us here on GCR. Troy, you mentioned your family. They got to be there in Pittsburgh for your first hit. Um, can you mm -hmm. des can you describe what that moment was like? Like. Did, did, I don't know how emotional of a dude you are. Did you have to hold back tears at any point, like having them there for it? Like, what was it like to um, be able to experience it? I mean, it was it was great. Uh, I wouldn't say I got emotional. Uh, I feel like just how I got to the big leagues. Um, once I made it, I was like, like I belong here. Yeah. It wasn't like a, a. I don't know. I don't get too emotional most of the time, but um, it was cool. I mean, my parents, my parents actually weren't there for when I got my first two hits. They had to go back home. Oh. But my girlfriend was there. Okay, all right. All um, right. Yeah, but I mean, they they were there the game before. Um, 
it was just cool to look up in the stands and see all of them there. Um, and just, again, just the realization, like, like I'm here, we made it. Um, just to see how happy they were, how proud they were. Um, I mean, that's kind of like what it's all for. What's the, what's the plan for the ball from the first hits? Um, I'll probably give it to my parents. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll probably, honestly, I'll probably give my parents the first ball and my first jersey. Is is there anything that you want to keep for yourself, man? <laughs> like anything that you want to? Uh, keep? I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, I'll keep stuff as as time goes. But I mean, it's not really stuff like that. Doesn't really like. I would rather them have it because I cool, know man. they sacrifice more than more than me. I mean, they sacrificed for me to for me to get here. I mean, playing all the baseball I played, travel ball, yeah, um, and grade school and stuff. I mean, yeah. Like yeah. I, I made it. I said it in the interview the other day. Like I made it up, but. I wouldn't be here without them. Yeah, all the rides they had to give you over the years, all the times yeah. <laughs> they had to pack, help you pack your equipment, things like that, right? Like that's yep. the type of stuff that you'll never forget that, right? It's, nope. That was important, man. Troy Stokes with us on GCR. Troy, what about like, okay, so have you started thinking about the, the, the first like the, the first home run? Are you the type that like I'm going to need to negotiate, I'm going to have to get that ball back, that's important to me, or do you not care about that type of stuff? Oh, no, 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 I need the ball. Okay. Yeah, hey, first hey, home hey. run's important. Um, <laughs> that's probably, I would say, that's probably right after, like, first hit. Uh, first home run is definitely a ball. I'll be like, look, like, what do you need me to sign? <laughs> right. need me to give you everything. <laughs> right. I'll give yeah, you six need, bats. I, so I got to Do they, did your teammates do a bit at all with the first hit? Like, did they try and act like they were, like, you know, sometimes they throw a ball in the stands pretending like that was that, or was it a pretty much clean cut, you know, you had it? Well, it was actually, it was actually uh, kind of weird because my first day being Wrigley, I actually, they scored a hit at first. They actually scored a hit. Like, I, I broke my bat. It was like a broken back single um, that scored a run. And two innings later, they took it away. So originally that was my first hit and the box score changed. So it was kind of weird. Like I came in after the first inning and everybody's like, Oh, congrats, congrats. Like you got to, you knocked out of the way first. They'd be like, cool. Then they changed it, which was kind of, it kind of sucked. Like, yeah. like from going up high to like, Oh, I got my hit to like taking it away. But, uh, once I got the hit here, it was like, they can't take that away. Yeah. Um, right. right. Like, that was a, that was a legit hit. So <laughs> yeah, it uh, worked out. Troy, tell me the who are the people in like the the Calvert Hall community that that meant the most to you in in taking you from that place where like you were a baseball player to being the guy that you are now. Who are the guys in that community that meant the most to you in, on this journey? Um, I mean, I would say my teammates, like my teammates that were in my grade, and I would say like like when I was a junior, the guys that were in the senior class, um, and then the coaching staff. I mean. Like, I mean, it was, it was kind of big. I mean, Kevin was a baseball school. Um, they won a ton of championships. So that was kind of like the atmosphere there. Um, and just going through it, I mean, again, that was kind of like the support system. Um, all those guys hitting me up whenever they saw me do something on Twitter or anything, kind of like just gave me the push to keep going um, when I was at my lows. So, I mean, yeah, it's kind of like everybody was kind of involved. Have you, have you had a conversation with Coach Eckrell this week? No, I haven't, I haven't uh, called him. Um, I got a I got a text from him. Um, I got a text from Coach Kerr too, assistant coach. Um, and I told him congratulations on his 500 win. I mean, uh, he, he got that. I want to say a week ago or so. But uh, yeah, that's a pretty remarkable accomplishment too, man. <laughs> like, yeah, that's a pretty yeah. incredible accomplishment for sure. Yeah, it is. Um, so so give me a you know, wait uh, of everything that you felt like. 
hey, hang on. Let's take a step back, Troy. Who were the guys? Who were the guys growing up that were like your baseball idols? It's kind of funny that you say that. I never, I never tried to mock anybody. I would say probably my favorite player would be Tory Hunter. Like, okay. Sure. I'm, a, I'm an outfielder. Yep. Um, he's an outfielder. Another guy I always, I always looked up to when he, when he played for the Orioles was Jeff Conine. That's so um, random. How random is that? Yeah, I know. That? I don't. I don't know. I don't know why. I was just a guy that when I was a kid, I took a liking to. Um, I might have when I was a kid tried to hit like him, but I mean, those are the two guys that pop up in my in my mind. What a uh, I've never been. Yeah, I've never been a guy that like modeled my whole game. After I hear somebody. you. I hear. You. And by the so, way, Tory Hunter makes complete sense, right? He was one of the most joyful. Oh yeah. Like in in just watching someone play baseball. There are a few dudes that gave us as much joy as watching Tory Hunter play baseball. Oh, I mean, yeah. It was just a delight. Yeah. Jeff Conine was on a terrible Orioles team. Like, they were <laughs> awful at that point. It was the tail end of his career, and yet that yeah. was the guy. That, it, was, it was who we had, Glenn. It I was guess. who we had. <laughs> Those were some he lean was just, The guy I saw, and I, uh, I just liked it. That's liked wild, it, man. So. That's wild. Who is the one that, like, so it's not quite the same as, say, basketball, where you're going to end up. Whenever I talk to, like, a kid from Baltimore that ends up in the NBA, that's like, bro, mm-hmm. I, I got to defend Dirk Nowitzki. I got, you know, like. Like they freak out in those moments, but but have are there guys that like when you look over and you see that you're sharing a field with them, or when you're standing on first base and and they're the guy? Like are are there guys that like genuinely, either it already has or it's going to be like a holy s type of moment for you when that occurs? Um, I feel like I feel like it already has. Um, so like coming up, I was drafted by the Brewers. Coming up with them, I got put on the roster and and. In 19, with them originally, um, and that was my first big league camp. So I feel like baseball is a little bit different than other sports because in spring training, you get that time. You can already yeah. share the field yeah. with a lot of those guys. Yeah. Um, I feel like for me in 2019, um, opening day, I faced Kershaw. He was rehabbing for uh, their AAA team, and that was kind of like the biggest, like, wow, like <laughs> I'm facing Kershaw, right? Like, Right, the greatest pitcher of my generation, pretty much, or the generation before me, whatever you want to say, like the last twenty years. Um, like it, it was, that was the one where I was kind of like, wow, like this, this is this is crazy, and uh, like I really locked it in that game. Um, but yeah, I mean, as you play different different teams, I'm sure. Like I look across when I got on first against the Cubs, like Rizzo was right there, and I'm like, right. wow, right. Like Rizzo's talking to me. This is pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, like, okay, oh, yeah. so what's that kind of like? He, I mean, there's, there's, like, there can't be any way he knows who you are, right? Like, he's, is he just like, hey, kid, congrats, or, or what's the yeah, conversation? Pretty much. I mean, it wasn't too much conversation then, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's just like congrats, like that's cool, like, like welcome, like um, I know Moose for the Reds, Mustakis. I, I knew him a little bit with the Brewers. Um, there was more conversation there, like mm-hmm. sure. Like after I got my first hit, he was telling me he was like, "Yeah, all right, now we go." Mm-hmm. Pretty much. <laughs> so then you're talking about being in the box against Kershaw, and you were really focused. I mean, I can imagine that would probably be the case, but I could also imagine there might be a scenario where, like, you're facing Clayton Kershaw, so you're almost over focused, right? What? How fine of a line is it between being dialed in when you face a guy like that and being almost in your own head? About facing um, Kershaw. Yeah, I mean, when you hit, you always want to be free. I mean, I've never met anybody that can think too much for, me. for anything. We overthink it. Um, a lot of times, you end up overthinking it and getting yourself out. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, I was locked in on the fact that I was like, all right, just see the ball, um, like really track, really try to focus on the ball, 
see where his arm slot is and stuff, um, and just react. I wasn't trying to like just, oh, he's going to throw me a breaking ball right here. He's going to throw right. me that. Um, when you do stuff like that, you kind of you kind of get in trouble. Um, at least I do. But uh, yeah, I mean, just just Kershaw towing the box and looking up and seeing his Kershaw. And like his wind up and stuff was just like, all right, that's all I needed to lock in. No doubt. No doubt. So I was gonna, I had on my list, and 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 the answer might be him. If you could have, if you could have picked anybody, if you could pick any pitcher to hit your first career home run off, who would it be? Ah, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. I really don't have a name. Um, it's not. I feel like, I don't know. I mean, it'd be. I, I would say like an all star pitcher. I yeah. mean, it'd be cool. It'd be cool if I'm facing Degrom. And I hit my first. Could you imagine? Off Could of you? The I mean, nobody can hit the guy. Like nobody can get a yeah. hit off the guy, and John you take it yeah. deep. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I yeah, ha- so it'd be cool to hit. I mean, the best pitcher right now. No doubt, be, that'd be pretty cool. No doubt. I have to know. Um, there are a lot of numbers that that you could pick. <clears throat> You're wearing number sixty nine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, is there a story there by chance, or can we let our imagination run wild a little bit? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so. In spring training, they gave me the number. Like, okay. I honestly didn't ask for the number okay. originally. Um, so when I showed up, I had the number, and I'm talking to the clubby, Bones, the head Pirates clubby, and he's like, he's like, hey, every year I've given somebody that that number, they've made it up to the show. And I was like, all right. Oh, well, you can't mess with that. When oh, I make yeah. it up, just, just, just keep me. Just give me the number. Just give me 69. I'll, I'll keep it. <laughs> and I wasn't for sure if he was going to give it to me, but when I showed up at Wrigley, I had 69, and I was, I was like, all right, so I'm going to run with it. You haven't had to have, like, an awkward conversation with your parents or anything like that, where they're like, oh, no, right. no, no, no. I mean, they know, like, I mean, everybody that knows me knows I'm, I'm kind of like a clown. Yeah. So I like to have fun. That's cool. So, uh, That's cool. I dig yeah. it, man. I dig it. Hey, look, Robert Gronkowski loves yeah. number 69, man, right? right? Yeah, come on, dude. <laughs> come on. And now this is the most important one before we let you go. We, we you know, obviously you're in Pittsburgh right now, and, and no doubt you want to have a lengthy career, and maybe it's with the, the Pirates forever. Please mm-hmm. promise us that if that's the case, there's no chance you'll ever become a Steelers fan while you're Oh, there. no. It's Ravens Nation. Thank you. Thank God. I was Ravens so... Ravens block. We can't <laughs> ever... Like, there's always that awkward moment like, hey, we want to have some, uh, like, uh, synergy in the city. Can you can you make a video for us rooting on the Steelers? You're, you're, you're out mm-hmm. on all that. It's... Yeah, all yeah, right. it would it would take a lot. That would take a lot. All right, all right. Hi. But yeah, it's, it's it's Ravens Nation with me. That's what I needed to hear. That's what I needed to hear entirely. Troy, man, we're so happy for you, dude. It's 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 such Appreciate an awesome it. story of uh, your persistence and and getting this opportunity and and what's ahead of you moving forward. Where can people be following you? Twitter, Instagram, uh, Calvert Hall alums, Baltimore fans that want to support you. Um, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter or Instagram. Um, if you search my name, it should pop up. Or, like, my Twitter handle, I think it's Troy underscore Stokes Jr. 15, something like that. I and think then, it's Troy underscore Stokes 15. No, that's, yeah. that's okay. Good. Yep. Okay. And then uh, my Instagram is Playboy Troy. It's kind of funny, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> Wearing number 69, Playboy Troy. I love that. Yep. I love that, man. It makes me like <laughs> you even more, bro. Hey, Troy, seriously, big-time congratulations, man. What an awesome start to your baseball career, brother. Can't wait to see what's ahead for you. We'll be in touch. Thank you for doing this this morning. Thank you. I appreciate it. Troy Stokes from the uh, Pirates um, and uh, Calvert Hall alum. Awesome story. Appreciate him hopping on with us for a minute this morning after making his major league debut. We are in the Chesapeake Employers Insurance Studio of Press Box. It is a 
Thursday edition of the program. We can push the break until after Bo, right? We still doing Bo at 11.20? 11.25. Oh, 11.25. Well, how about that? Added a little bit of a wrinkle on it. A little, little cushion it, you know? there. You put yeah. a little cushion in. Well, then we're not going to push the break, Kyle. Stop asking me to do it. All right. Unfortunately, we'll God. not be able to talk about the sauce shortage today. He's a busy oh. man. Oh. Oh. I don't, I, don't, I don't know how I feel. I hear you. That. I haven't. I haven't. You know, it's not as if I've said, well, we'll do it tomorrow. You know. All right. You All know, right. So it is what it is. I right am now. very concerned about the other, like the biggest crisis we're dealing with in the country is not. It's not you any of the gas is a sauce as well. It's a different type. It's not nearly as important. It's quite delicious. There is a, apparently a Chick Fil A sauce shortage. Yeah. And is it all sauces at Chick-fil-A or specifically I think I read Chick-fil-A it was specifically sauce. Chick-fil-A sauce. Well, going to be a problem. Which is the one yeah. that matters. That's the one. Like, no offense. Their other sauces are fine. They're tasty They're sauces. They're quite good, in fact. Yeah. I know the Polynesian sauce has been Delicious, quite popular yeah. with people for a very long Bob time. Blood sauce hits the spot as a, every now As a again. child, I was a Polynesian sauce man. And then... I like to slather my uh, grilled it, chicken sandwich when I was in college with some buffalo I sauce. I think what it is, is as a child, everyone likes sweet and sour sauce. I was never a big sweet and sour. Everybody loves with like when you would go to the uh, the arches mm-hmm. that place that was the I sauce. Mean, it's tasty right? sauce. I like the sauce. Everybody loves the sweet and sour sauce, and so you. I was a honey mustard or a barbecue sauce man. I hear you. I hear you. I understand. I mean, everybody loves barbecue the sauce too. But I think I specifically older. with the nugs, the play was the sweet and sour sauce. So you find out Chick Fil A's version of sweet and sour sauce, the Polynesian sauce. You're like, oh boy, it's another world. You have you have invited me to a place I never knew existed. And then the other thing is called Chick-fil-A sauce. And you're like, I don't even know what that is. And as a kid, you need to know what it is that you're consuming. Mm-hmm. You can't say, hey, just trust us on this one. Mm-hmm. You have to know what it is. And so the first time you experience the magic, you finally let your yeah, guard sure. down and you experience the magic of the Chick-fil-A sauce, you say, why have I hidden from this my entire life? And the idea that there is a shortage of Chick-fil-A sauce is Problematic. terrifying. It's so what are they saying? They're limiting you to two per order or something? I don't know, but I don't know if it's everywhere. Or, or is it like for certain items you could get two per item, you know? You're ordering on the app. So like if I get if I get if I were to get one get, sandwich and then, and then an order of nuggets, I get two more with that one. Yeah. I, it's, these are the questions I need answered by my guy Steve Pavlovsky. Who I thought was going to join us this morning. He's dealing saying, like, with a crisis right now. Why? Well, it's a very important <laughs> crisis. There's no question about that. I, I need him. I need him though. I need yeah, him. you might have to reach out and say, Steve, I know you're not available, but you got to be available. Right. Correct. Yeah. I'm going to need you to rearrange yeah. your schedule for me. I might need to make that happen tomorrow. All right. When we come back in, Bo Smolka is going to join us. We will talk about the schedule. I, I, whatever. We'll talk about the schedule. I, there is something that he said in his column at PressBoxOnline.com today that I and I have disagreed with Bo before. There is nothing I have disagreed with him more than one comment he made in, in his column about the schedule today at PressBoxOnline.com. So might m- maybe you'll you'll hear a fight or you'll see a fight. That might be what's coming next is we're going to battle it out about one particular thing that I don't think he could possibly be more wrong about. Today's show brought to you by C3 American Exteriors. Call C3 to get roof and siding repairs for just the cost of your home insurance deductible. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. Call C3, 410-401-9797, or go to C3America.com for a free analysis. It's a Thursday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. The annual MIAA Lacrosse Championships are coming live to Anne Arundel County for the first time ever. The MIAA Lacrosse Championships feature some of the nation's top lacrosse programs as well as the future stars of the game. Join us Tuesday, May 18th and Friday, May 21st at the Navy Marine Corps Memorial Stadium in Annapolis, Maryland. Tickets are on sale now. To learn more, go to MIAAChampionships.com. 
For more than 100 years, Chesapeake Employers Insurance has been helping Maryland businesses keep their workers safe. With competitive pricing and an AM Best, A-minus financial strength rating, it's no surprise that Chesapeake Employers is Maryland's largest writer of workers' comp insurance. At the end of every workday, someone's waiting for your safe return. Connect with your agent or visit CEIWC.com. Hey, this is your guy, Chris Rulin from Great Eights Memorabilia, coming to you to talk about Baltimore Celeb Fest. 50 wrestlers at Benfield Sports Center on Saturday, May 15th from 11 till 3. We will be there with the Great Eights stable, with the Murder Hawk Monster, Lance Archer, the Machine, Brian Cage, the beautiful people, Angelina Love, Velvet Sky, Matt Seidel, Flip Gordon, Tessa Blanchard, Diamante. You can meet all eight of them for only 200 bucks. All the details at GreatEightsMemorabilia.com. It's GreatEightsMemorabilia.com. Also, we have great private signings coming up with John Harbaugh, Anquan Bolden, Jonathan Ogden, and more. That's GreatEightsMemorabilia.com. Remember, be great. Redefine your skills, inspire change, and make a difference. The Army offers the new generation of youth the ability to be part of something bigger than themselves, while also improving who they will become individually. Soldiers have the ability to impact the world in many different ways. The Army supports humanitarian missions ranging from the COVID-19 response to natural and man-made disasters. Visit GoArmy.com forward slash Baltimore. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a wide range of models and trim lines. You can choose the perfect Toyota to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. The journey begins on remote mountain farms and plantations in the lush tropical regions of countries like Colombia and Brazil where the best coffee beans are grown. The beans are harvested by hand, carefully sorted, bagged, shipped, and finally roasted. And the journey ends as your cup of rich, flavorful Royal Farms coffee, the freshest and best coffee in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Hi, it's Glenn Clark for Window Nation. When it comes to cost and quality, Window Nation has you covered, saving you thousands more on your windows compared to national brands while providing the same, if not better, quality. Want detail? Window Nation measures each window three times to ensure proper fit. And after they install your new windows, they leave your home cleaner than it was before. Get 50% off every style window plus put no money down make no payments and pay no interest for 24 months 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com tell them glenn clark sent you window nation the perfect fit the latest edition of press box is available now on the cover luke jackson profiles top orioles pitcher john means and the role new pitching coach chris holt is taken with means and the entire organization inside matt kremnitzer reflects on nick markakis's career, and Bo Smolka looks at what to expect from the Ravens' 2020 draft class in their second season. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores. And you can always find the entire edition, as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. You are out. You are listening to Glenn Clark Radio at GlennClarkRadio.com. All right, back in here on GCR from the Chesapeake Employers Insurance Studio of Press Box. Today's show is also brought to you by Glory Days Grill. They're celebrating their 25th anniversary at Glory Days Grill. 
But instead of you giving them something, they're giving you an amazing menu for you to enjoy during this anniversary celebration. It includes the smoky thigh wings. I have sung the praises so many times, and I stand by it. The zucchini fries, the double bacon and cheddar burger, the barbecue chicken bowl with ancient grains, the strip steak sandwich, the silver anniversary IPA, and so much more. Glorydaysgrill.com is the website for you to find out more about how they're celebrating their 25th anniversary at your neighborhood at Glory Days Grill. The Ravens schedule for 2021 is out. It's available. Joining us now to talk more about that, rookie minicamp this weekend. He is Pressbox Ravens beat writer Bo Smolka. He's with us here on GCR. Bo, good morning, sir. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm all right. I'm just gonna I'm gonna come right out and say it. You and I disagree sometimes. We could not disagree more about one thing that you said in your column today. I'm all I'm, right. I'm, I'm fine I'm, with that. I'm, I'm taking the gloves off. I'm ready to go. I don't know if you've been training, but we're gonna throw down about this. Go. Cool. I hate the idea of a Steelers game being the final week of the season. That's insane. The idea that you would risk these teams potentially having nothing to play for and not playing their quarterbacks and wasting Raven Steelers on a game that's irrelevant is insane to me. I cannot believe they're doing that bit again. Most of the time, most of the time, those teams are have a lot to play for the last week of the season. That's an anomaly when the Ravens win the AFC North by six games or whatever it was that year. And they're coasting into the most of the time that final game matters. I mean, and, and I think it's a fantastic way to finish the season. Now, I understand that from the, from the player's point of view, from the coach's point of view, if it does matter and they play this all out war in week 17 or 18, whatever you want to call this final week of the season. Well, yeah, they wouldn't like that's, that. That, that. That's, that's right. another issue because that's tough. You've got to play that game and then go right into the playoffs. As a fan, as two teams that are probably playing with a playoff historically now i don't know who's going to be what what they'll look like by mid-december historically when you have a team two teams like that that normally are going to be playing for absolutely i want them playing at the end of the year two years ago or maybe five years ago whatever it was both steelers ravens games were in the first half of the season which i thought was right i think that's nuts i i agree on that no i'm i'm i I disagree with you on this one i i mean i so, but I think you have two games that, whenever they're played, matter just because it's Raven Steelers. As long as you have the quarterbacks on the field, and 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 to your point, I don't think there's going to be a five-game separation or something like that. But even a game separation and a tiebreaker is enough for a team to say we're playing a 17-game season. We absolutely have to rest our guys the final week of the year. And the notion of a and somebody might say, hey, there have been a lot of, of, of Raven Steelers games that didn't have Ben Roethlisberger over the years. They still ended up being pretty good. That's fair. But the notion of a team outright not trying, like the, the Ravens are still trying the Wednesday after Thanksgiving last year and ended up being a great game. But a team going through the motions. We saw this. What was the Troy Smith year where he played against? Like the, Just the idea of a Raven Steelers game where a team is outright not trying to me is is gross. I, I just can't fathom that concept, and it's why the Bengals and the Browns work so much better for me in Week 17 or Week 18 now moving forward. Well, I'll give you that. That I mean, I'm, maybe I'm just tired of seeing the Bengals in the last week of the season, I mean, but I, 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 just, just, I sit there and look and say, you know what, these, these teams are going to be there in the end. They're going to be there in the end. Historically, it dictates they're going to be there in the end. And um, so, I, I don't know, I, I – I love the idea of it, but I hear you. It's a valid argument. 
but I disagree with you. Play, it, play it week 17. Play it the week before the – I mean, I get it. Play it late in the season, just not the end well, of the Well, remember, year. they always locked – they won a division game, locked in that I last know, game of I the know, season. I know, Which I, I know. you know – and I, that, that's another issue entirely. You want to get – that might be another argument for you. Say, hey, NFL, don't make it the last game of the season locked in in the, in the division games. Make it the second to last right. game of the season. Then you know what happens? Then you play the second last week of the season. Then you got these games of the last week that – I, I, you know, they want the team squaring up against each other. Ideally, yeah, they want the Ravens and the Steelers both going to that last game at 11-5 and five or whatever, yep. and the winner's in and the loser's out. That's what they want. Yep. Um, and if it happens, that would be terrific. And then you can call me again that week and say, wow, you were right. I'm so glad they're playing. Yeah, well, you know I'll never do that, Bo. That'll never happen. I'll, I'll, I'll rewrite right. history as if – yeah, look, I mean, clearly it would be phenomenal. If, the, if this was the Sunday night game to end the season with the division – I mean, it would, be, it would be, you know, everything the NFL could ask for. It takes an awful lot for that to end up being the case. You have, a lot, have to have a lot of things go a certain way for that to end you up do, being the case. You do, but let's point out over the, course of the, over the course of the last 15 years, how many times have those two teams been the ones competing for this division title no, been a few. at the end of the Look, year? A, a lot few. of the time. Now, been a few. I don't yep. know what's going to happen this year, right? No one knows. And, no and ob- obviously, on the Steelers right. yet. And, and the Browns. Exactly. The Browns are ascending. Frankly, the Bengals are ascending. They could throw a curveball. I don't think they're a playoff team yet, but they could, they could make things interesting by knocking off a team or two along the way. So we'll see. It's fun. Everybody's worked up about the two Browns games with the Steelers game in between while the Browns get a bye. And I, I get it. Like, on paper, that that looks tough if the Browns are as good as a lot of people think they're going to be. I, I just don't – it's really hard to make an NFL schedule. And all of the things – the networks wanting certain things and stadiums being available in some places at some times and not available at other times. I, at, at some, I just come back to there's always going to be something on your schedule that you're going to look at and say, well, that's not desirable. And there's always going to be something on your schedule that you say, hey, like there's a month this season where the Ravens play nothing but Sunday 1 p.m. games at home and have a bye week. They don't have to go anywhere for a month. Um, I, I just can't get too worked up about any of these things that, that, yes, don't seem ideal on paper. Like they don't seem great, but everybody's got something on their schedule they probably don't love. No, I agree with you. I think, I mean, I, I, if I were coaching these players, I, I would simply say, you know what, just worry about who's on our schedule next, right? And, I mean, the, the, the last year the the uh, Steelers were complaining because they had to play, you know, I think it was the Ravens and Tennessee both right after their buys, and their schedule got moved, and they were grumbling about that. Whether it's the buy or you're always going to have some teams going to be coming off a buy, some team isn't. It, it can, it's impossible for that not to be the case unless you give everyone a buy the same week and push it, you know, so it is that's going to happen. I think what the Ravens have to be more worried about right there is those three games in a row, um, whether the Browns have a bye or not. They've got the Browns here, and then they've got to play those two tough road games. That's three weeks in a row, and you can assume those are all – I mean, we talk about the Steelers-Ravens just being a physical mauling, and players say they need extra time after playing in that game, which yep. I don't doubt. But now you've got to turn around after that game and play the Browns again after having just seen them a week earlier. So I, I think that three-week stretch is absolutely critical. I mean, it's hard to say it's any more critical than any other stretch of the year, except, you know, you lose those games, you lose directly within your Correct. division. So, um, I mean, you got to win them all. They're, they're all going to matter, and John Harbaugh will say they all matter. But I found that the first thing that struck me when I saw that schedule was that stretch where you go Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Cleveland three weeks in a row. And I hadn't even seen that the Browns had a bye yet. And I don't even think it matters. I think the Ravens can't worry about that. They just need to worry about being as healthy as they can be and being as sharp as they can be for that three-week stretch. Pressbox Ravens beat writer Bo Smolka with us here on GCR. 
But the only other thing that really jumps out at me is, and again, this is you don't get around this. You got to play the games at some point. I I would imagine it's not the most ideal circumstance to have a short week of rest and a West Coast trip ahead of facing Patrick Mahomes and finally trying to get over this Chiefs thing. But you know, you, you got to play the game at some point. I mean, I don't I don't know what else to say other than you, you, at some point you're going to have to figure out the way to beat Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, it's not ideal that you're making a cross-country trip on a short week in order to do it, but you you got to do it sometime. Right. I mean, you do. And they were, they were going to play that game on the West Coast. They knew they were going to have some team they are going to have to play on a short week coming home from a West Coast road game on a Monday night. Um, they, I mean, maybe they would rather not be the Chiefs and they get a full week and they're home and then they get the Chiefs at home after another home game, but they're not going to get that. They're not going to make excuses either. They'll tell you that. And now it's up to, you know, John Harbaugh and Lamar Jackson and the rest of them to figure out how they can beat them. Because as we said, I mean, we talked about them, you know, roster decisions they were going to make, or were they going to build a team to try to beat the chiefs? The chiefs are the standard bear in this conference now. And so it will be an early litmus test of where they stand against them. Now it's only the second week of the season. So a lot can happen between then and the end of the year, but it's not ideal. Certainly coming home and facing them, they will be juiced up. It'll be their home opener. We think all indications are fans will finally be able to be there. So that will be huge. I mean, it was awful last year after all the grumbling from Harbaugh and Bishotti that they don't get home Monday night games, and they finally get a Monday night home game against the Chiefs, yep. and there's no fans because there. they can't come. Yep, no doubt. So I know they're looking forward to having a full house for that. And then they finally, of course, did get a Monday night home game later against Indianapolis. So they've got three primetime home games, and fans love them. The players love them. So after the last year when the stadium had this such so surreal feel about it, um, the place should be really rocking for those games. You can find Bo's takeaways from the Ravens 2021 schedule right now at PressBoxOnline.com. You can check it out there. Bo, are you surprised, you know, here we are almost two weeks into the sort of reopening day, the Ravens start a free agency, if you will, and they still haven't signed a veteran edge rusher? I mean, I think at this point, it's just, we see this year after year. You know, name the position, name whatever. There's players out there. It always just seems to be a case where the players have a a value and the team has a value, and those numbers haven't met. And will they meet? Will they come down? The Ravens, obviously, or Houston or whoever, they they must have identified a number that the player is worth this much. And they have always been consistently fairly firm about that. And so I think they're going to let it play out, and if sometimes, Sometimes you'll see a player sign a month from now because the number drops, and now it's suddenly you have the player sitting there saying, well, I'm worth this, and I'm worth this, and I'm worth this. Well, you know what? If no one pays it, you're out. I don't think you're worth it. So it becomes, I think, a game where the two sides have a value in mind, and when they don't meet, they don't meet. And they haven't moved the goalpost, either one of them yet. I think that's what the case is. And so they'll go into this and they'll see what's, and you know, there'll be other players that may be released over the course of the summer that they'll have a look at or that they will. So am I completely surprised? No, not really. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I just, but it sounds like you're saying you still think that they're going to end up adding somebody at some point. I think they're going to end up adding somebody at some point. I do. Yeah. Um, but I don't, I don't know specifically who it will be. And it may not be 
It may not be a, you know, a starting caliber guy, probably not, but I, I don't know. I, I think they want to take a long look at these guys, and frankly, they want to see Jalen Ferguson start to do something more than he has and huh. give himself – Jalen Ferguson's got a great chance here, but he's got to show something um, because think about it. They just, high, they just signed or they just drafted two potential edge rushers at that spot, so they'll take a look at – they'll take a good look at these guys to the extent that they can in whatever disrupted training camp they have um, or OTA sessions and whatnot, and then and then I think they'll look around. I don't think they ever stop looking, but yes, I think they'll probably end up adding someone. Uh, Bo, as I mentioned, rookie mini camp this weekend. I guess but before, is, is there anything that particularly interests you other than it's just the first time these guys will be putting on purple uniforms and will actually be Ravens? Well, to be honest with you, I have to drive to Notre Dame and pick up my son uh, this weekend, so I will be there. But um, what I'm hoping, you know. For these guys, it's a matter of just getting in the building and starting to be pros, um, getting pounding around with a playbook. We don't know. I'm not exactly sure which veterans will even be around for them to meet or, or what they'll be able to do in terms of what they'll accomplish. I think for a lot of these guys, now it's just a matter of you're becoming a pro. So what does that entail? And getting familiar with the playbook, they'll get reps. The coaches will really get their first really good look at them in person um, on the field for them. I don't know what else you accomplish other than that, that these guys start to get their legs yep. under them as professionals. Um, but I, like I said, I, it's, I, it's freshman orientation in college. I can't be yeah, there. No, I get it. it's, it's freshman orientation at college. It's, it's, we want you here to get to know the place and then, you know, get, get a couple of days before everybody else is here to get your feet under you. I mean, I, it's, 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 a, you know, it's, I had a, I had an old football coach at Bucknell named Tom Gad, who uh, he used to say when those freshmen came in, he goes, it's like Christmas morning. You see the present summer, Better than you hope. Right, so hard. right, Why not so great. Yeah, hope? no doubt, no doubt. You know, and that, and that's probably what they're going to be looking at this weekend. Uh, Bo, do we know more about you know, as you mentioned, the Ravens veterans have said they're not coming. Of course, that's not the, the NFL. Lorenzo Alexander made it very clear to us this is not going to be like a scab situation. If a player decides to show up at the building, we're not going to be mad at him. I know for a little while. Some of the players weren't even working out at the building. They were going other places to work out. That apparently has been taken care of, and they're back in the building at least working out. It's a very complicated situation, but do we know more about what this might look like for the next few weeks? Do we expect the rookies, for example, to still be there for the course of the next, you know, the, the weeks of the offseason program? No, it's a good question. I'm trying to get some of that myself. I mean, John Harbaugh said there were veterans in the building that's what he said a couple weeks ago uh, for the non you know non on the field uh, conditioning part of the program um and he he he, cl- he said they were not you know not injury rehab guys which led him to yeah i i, I mean i can say, i can i can back i know of players that originally were going elsewhere to work out like literally yeah. like almost a, like a boycott of the building if you will but something changed and they've gone back to the building um, I don't, I don't know what I should be saying and what I shouldn't be saying, but I know that there were players that were purposely avoiding the building altogether that have since gone back to working out at the facility. You know, it, it's, well, it's a tricky spot, right? Because I mean, because first of all, the union is telling them not to go, and so it is a, it's a really kind of touchy situation. The union doesn't want them there, um, and so their union is who's the advocates for them. And then if they don't do that, and like I said, we talked about this before. Let's say you're a long, young guy like Jalen Ferguson, for an example, and yep. I don't know if he's one of the guys that's in there or out of there or what, but 
you've seen a situation where this is your third year. This is your chance to make a move in this organization. They've, the guys that were ahead of you are gone as free agents. They've just drafted two rookies who may or may not be in competition for your job. This is your, this is your best chance to make a positive impression and establish yourself in this organization. And you've got the union saying, mm, you, you should really stay away this spring. We don't want you there. And, you're, and if you're Jalen Ferguson, you have to be thinking, wait a minute, how is that, a, how is that helping me? Right, I want to be on the situation? field. Yep. But, so is it union solidarity versus my own personal fulfillment or my own personal mission here? It, it puts the players, particularly the young players, the older guys, a lot of them might not be coming anyway. But for a younger guy who's kind of just on the cusp of rising the depth chart, I think it puts them in a real tough spot. I don't disagree, Bo. And I, you know, again, I thought it was really important when we did. We talked to uh, Lorenzo Alexander, who's obviously a, a vice president of the NFLPA. He made it very clear that this is not going to be a scab type of situation. Like if somebody shows up the building, we're not going to, you know, try to kick them out of the union at that point. So we're right. gonna, we're going to leave it up to them, and they can make their decisions. We're just trying to end voluntary OTAs. We just we're, we're and they've been very upfront about that. This isn't really about COVID. This is about we don't want there to be voluntary OTAs anymore. We're, we, are, we are done no, with that, those No, that's days. 100% correct. Yeah. J.C. Trader and the people within the union, that's totally the case, and it's been the case before COVID. Yep. You're exactly right about yep. that. The players' union um, and a lot of the players were have been for, a, I don't know about a long time, but have been consistently advocating to get rid of OTAs altogether. Having COVID, in a, in a way – kind of helped their argument because they said, look, we didn't have it last year. We had a season. It can be done. I mean, it's possible to have it done. Yeah, the season was um, fine. The coaches' staff, I'm sure, doesn't like it that way. But absolute, you're absolutely right that this is something that's been brewing well before COVID. At B. Smolka on Twitter, that's how you follow him. Uh, good luck with the trip this weekend, Bo, and we'll be in touch. Thank you for taking the time for us, as always, my friend. All right, thank you. Take care. Bo Smolka, Pressbox Ravens beat writer, checking in with us here on GCR. Glenn Clark here for Window Nation. Right now, get 50% off all styles of windows. Plus, put no money down, make no payments, and pay no interest for 24 months. 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. Tell them Glenn Clark sent you Window Nation, the perfect fit. Do me a favor. Uh, give Chris Ruling a buzz from Grade 8 to see if uh, he would message me about trying to come on tomorrow. I don't know if he's got time this morning. We can just go ahead and do it because they got a big event coming up on Saturday that we want to uh, tell him more about. I, I still do not know all the details about how this is going to work with, like, the rookies are here for rookie mini camp. Are they going to be here for the entirety of OTAs? Are they? I, I don't. I don't know anything. I mean, I genuinely know nothing about how all of this is going to go. Truly, I don't. And I think part of it is that a lot of people don't. And, I, and I'm, I'm, not, I'm not really telling you this to report it because I don't think it's, it's that important. I'm, it's just the context that I can offer in the conversation. I can tell you, there's 100% fact, that at least some Ravens players were were in the building or sorry we're not in the building and we're purposefully not in the building and we're going other places together to work out made other workout arrangements that ended they're back in the building now i don't know all the details i can't tell you more about how it all came about 
and whether there was some agreement between them and the team or between the players. I don't know. It's just part of the complication of all of this. They didn't even know if they could go in the building to work out because of what the NFLPA was saying. It's very strange. Very strange. All right. Uh, I've been telling you for the last couple weeks about this uh, awesome event that's coming up on Saturday. If you're a professional wrestling fan, there is literally nowhere that you should be besides being in Millersville with our buddy Chris Ruling and Great Eights Memorabilia for Baltimore Celeb Fest and specifically to hang out with the Great Eights stable. He is our pal Chris Ruling from Great Eights Memorabilia, and he's with us now here on GCR. Chris, what's going on, bud? I saw you were hanging out with a certain head coach this week. Yeah, man, hanging out with Harbaugh. He was uh, breaking down the uh, NFL draft yesterday, had some interesting takes. I tell you, he was uh, a lot chattier than I thought he was going to be. I mean, he talked everything from the Preakness to politics it's to cool. uh, the draft. A uh, lot of fun. Thank you for everybody who sent in their items. Everything will be sent out uh, for the John Harbaugh signing. It looks great. He took his time. All the autographs, his signature looks perfect. Uh, so thank you for everybody who participated in that. And you still have a couple more of the private signings coming up that people can get stuff in for, correct? Yeah, man. We uh, we just announced Joe Flacco today. Oh, that's, that's significant. That's on, uh, on June 7th. Um, and then we already had uh, Anquan Bolden, Chris McAllister, Jonathan Ogden um, lined up. And then, of course, we got Tucker Fest coming up at the end of June, which is going to be awesome. It's a free concert with Dave T. from Laughing Collars and Joey Harkham from Food Trucks. And a big crowd piece for Casey Cares at Jimmy Seafood with Ty's Bowser and some other uh, Ravens. And then we'll be at the Maryland State Fair. Um, and that whole lineup will be announced. We're going to be there with 10 different signings. Uh, it's going to be a great, great time, man. So hopefully now that uh, the restrictions are off, we can all hang out like we used to. And uh, you know, keep washing our hands and sanitizing all that good stuff. But uh, you know, hanging out and, you know, and um, having a good time. Well, I mean, I can't. I, I didn't even know about the state fair thing. I am a. I am really excited about that now, man. I am thrilled. That sounds really, really cool. That you're going to be doing something there. All right. So before we get to any of those things, and I'm, I, they're incredible events. We got this Saturday coming up. Um, it's Celeb Fest, and it's not just. I know it's not just your event. It's a bigger event than that. Let's talk about broadly the event, and then we'll talk more about the Grade Eight Stable. So broadly. What are people getting into if they wander to Millersville on Saturday? Yeah, man. So we'll be taking over the Benfield Sports Center. Some of the biggest promoters up and down the East Coast have all joined alongside uh, the leader of the pack, which is Chad Clark from IPO Sports Marketing. Uh, we've rented out the place, and we'll be there with over 50 wrestlers. Um, some of the names, Kevin Nash, Mark Henry, uh, the Rock and Roll Express, Demolition, uh, Tito Santana, Greg the Hammer Valentine, um, Enzo, Big Cash is going to be there. Um, you're going to have all the ladies, such as Terry Runnels, um, uh, uh, Candace Michelle is going to be there. Absolutely stacked lineup. You know, I've been going to wrestling promotions for a long time, Philly, New York. And for this being a first one, man, I almost feel like it's like wrestling one, maybe just like a little bit like a you know, lower version, but... Um, for it being the first live event, you know, meet and greet experience um, in over two years to come through Maryland, um, it's it's going to be huge and it's going to be an absolute blast. DJ, food, you know, bring the fun for the whole family. 
Uh, the meet and greets are all you know pretty inexpensive. Tickets are only ten bucks to get in. It's going to be an awesome, awesome time. I can't wait. Um, I'm like a kid, you know, right before Christmas, man. I just I can't wait to get there. I mean, this is an unbelievable thing. We've had the opportunity to catch up with a couple of the folks that you're bringing out uh, on uh, Jobbing Out. And, by the way, I, Brian Cage, who now is apparently a giant Jobbing Out listener, who checked back in with me this week uh, with thoughts on, on, on other things that were said on Jobbing Out. He's a great dude. And he's got another match with Hangman coming up. But you've got current superstars coming out. As well. This isn't just like the legends of wrestling. You've got guys that people are watching on TV every week. They're going to be out there with the Great 8 Stable on Saturday. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm a huge wrestling fan. And, you know, um, a lot of these uh, events, unless you're WWE, they only seem to have the old retired guys, the guys that are just, you know, um, still hanging on, still doing their thing. But... You know, I wanted to kind of give everybody an experience to where they can almost like, if they could physically meet Amazon stock before it was Amazon, you know, these guys are potential Hall of Famers. You know, they're they're headlining shows all over the country, um, and I wanted to give that opportunity. So, you know, we'll be there, of course, with the Machine Brian Cage, the Murder Hawk Monster Lance Archer, Matt Seidel, and Diamante, all from AEW. Uh, Tessa Blanchard, who's arguably one of the best female wrestlers on the planet. Of course, the daughter of the great well. Tully Blanchard. Absolutely. I mean, yep. she is fantastic. I don't know if you ever had a chance to meet her in a meet and greet, man, but she is so personable. She is just fantastic. I'm so pumped to have her. Of course, the beautiful people with Velvet Sky and Angelina Love. Uh, we're also going to have Flip Gordon there uh, as well. So We'll be there with what we're calling the Great Eight Stable. We bring it. We're bringing eight out of fifty out. We'll have a huge section there. Uh, Dorsey Art, um, who's you know renowned for painting uh, athletes, he did the, the really awesome a, uh, Darby Allen print that sold out like in two hours uh, on Pro Wrestling Tees. Did a special limited edition print of Brian Cage for us that we're going to unveil and we're going to raffle off the. Um, original for the Famous Fund, our friends at Jimmy's oh, Famous that's cool. Seafoods. That's really cool. So definitely make sure, yeah. Um, it's going to be great, man. Um, you can meet all eight of our guys for only 200 bucks. That's photos and autographs, 25 bucks a piece. You get all eight of them. Uh, we're going to try to do an opportunity where you can get a picture with all eight at the same time, but we're not sure logistically how that's going to work. But uh, we're trying to keep it cheap and try to make it um, you know, the first one of uh, many a lot of fun that's unbelievable that's a really for people that don't know if you're not in the convention world like if this is something that you're like wow I, I don't know that's that price to meet eight current professional wrestling superstars pictures and autographs for just 200 bucks is insane like that does not exist anywhere else you can't do that going to any other convention that's an unbelievable offer so let's yeah, make and, sure and, and not to cut you off glenn but you know and one of the things that we're not going to do is if you got a bunch of kids and all the kids want to meet them we're not going to charge you per each one you know bring the whole family let's let's get a christmas card photo here with lance archer that's you know, cool or the beautiful oh that's people. cool that's cool you know what i mean yeah so i mean it's it, it definitely make it something to where it's, it's rememberable you know come out the restrictions are off we can have a great time, man. We 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 we've uh, endured this you know, long enough, and let's get together, man, and have a great time. All right. So, greateightsmemorabilia.com is the website, and let's let's great spelled out the number eight s memorabilia.com. Greateightsmemorabilia.com. If you just search great eights memorabilia, you're gonna find it. 
but grade8smemorabilia.com, and that's where you get all your tickets. So is there more that people need to know details-wise for Saturday? Like what time, you know, like I just want to make sure for people that are just hearing about this that they know all the details they need to know for Saturday specifically in Salem Fest. Yeah, man, so um, 11 to 3, Benfield Sports Center in Millersville. Go to BaltimoreCelebFest.com. That's where you'll get your admission tickets, and you'll be able to see all the other great meet and greets that are there. So definitely come out and support the other promoters, not just me. You know, Come hang out with us for sure, but um, there's so many other wrestlers that haven't done uh, appearances in so long um, that this is going to be a great opportunity to, to meet them in person. Um, so go to BaltimoreCelebFest.com for the full lineup greatagememorabilia.com for all our VIPs. Um, yeah, so just you know, come out with some mask on. We do have to wear a mask inside, but the, all the wrestlers, we, we checked in with them. We can safely do this and still have a great time and give you an opportunity to meet some of your favorites. And and uh, the other part, part, the part of the reason why we got involved with Great Eights and and the, Chris has been using the catchphrase "Be great." You've been hearing him say that on the show um, is because you guys are all about partnering up to take care of people, and that's something that we believe in a great deal. And so we can't wait to be back out with you for some of the other events you mentioned, Tucker Fest, and. We're going to be doing more live broadcasts this year from uh, Great Eights memorabilia events as the year goes on, which I'm super stoked about uh, because I love hanging out with you guys and the great work that you're doing. Um, on Twitter, it's at KRuling, correct? K-R-U-H-L-I-N-G? Yes, sir. That's where you give them a follow. Chris, always appreciate you, brother. Um, unbelievable event you guys have put together for Saturday, man. And we'll be talking more about uh, what's coming up here in the coming weeks. Thank you for te hopping on with us. Yeah, much love, Glenn. Hopefully you can make it out Saturday for a little bit. We'll talk more, all right? Yeah, peace. See you, Chris. Chris Ruling, Create 8's memorabilia against Celeb Fest on Saturday. I'm in, a, I'm in a tough spot on Saturday, so I really... I've gotten... We've had uh, Brian Cage and Velvet Sky on jobbing out, and like they are now... They're now interacting with us through the show. So they wanted to talk to each other. They talked through the show, like on Twitter and everything. Okay. Brian Cage, who's this superstar in AEW every Wednesday night on TNT, is like messaging the show to talk to Velvet Sky. So it's a whole thing, right? So we created this relationship, and I'm like, it's all about, it's somehow all about Oreos and their favorite flavor Oreos and Oreos they think they suck. And like, they, it's this whole deal. So Chris is like, well, dude, you got to come out on Saturday. They all want to. They all want to meet. They all want to, you know, say hello and and talk to you. And sure, we're finally getting to do a funeral for my oh, grandmother yeah, yeah. on Saturday. That. Yeah, that's kind of like we've been waiting a year, right. from when she passed away. And uh, you know, I, I I get it. Like my my family decided they wanted to do it at a time sure, where sure. you know people were able to go. Correct, and so we're finally getting to do it on Saturday. And I'm in this like tight time crunch, where could I make it? To Millersville later, or no? Could I make it there first, Ooh. then race back? It wouldn't work the other way. Would it? That would be the only way that it would work is if I could go there first. Millersville, unfortunately, not near where the sure, funeral sure. is. So I want to be there, and I and I feel bad because I really, you know, I want right. to go. You know, these people, these the major professional wrestling stars, have been very nice I'm to dying me. Dying to meet you, correct? Which is a really weird bit. Ooh, I don't get that Glenn at all. Clark. Yeah, right. They're like, you're the jobbing out you're guy, the Oreo guy. Correct. Which I that's I'm good with that. If that's my identity moving the forward. The best flavor is still the regular ones. 
It's it's not true. It is I mean, true. it's it's a Rube's answer, and that's fine. I mean, you're it's you're true. entitled. It's not. It's it not is. the best flavor. It's it it's a fine flavor. It's a quite good flavor, it's but not. it's not the best flavor. I mean, it is. I like it's, the mint as well. It's not. I like you the keep mint. saying that. Like I'm you're a mint gonna make fan. it. Eh, it's not the one. The uh the upset of the century is that the best flavor Oreo they put out is the blueberry pie. It will never make any damn sense. I did not need that. When we, I've told the story a bunch of times. We were doing jobbing out that day in D.C. because Vernon Davis wanted to come sit in on the show. Not even a professional wrestling fan. Just wanted to come hang out on the show. So we decided to go do the show from uh, D.C. one day. And he brought in, because he knew this was part of our bit, he brought in the newest flavors of Oreos, one mm-hmm. of which that day was blueberry pie. And I said, just throw them away. There's just... This is unnecessary. Well, it's, a muffin. Why would that be bad? it's an unnecessary flavor of Oreo. It's not bad? going to add any. It was perfect. You don't like blueberry muffins? Perfect. Blueberry muffins are fine, but it's not. This is not They're a blueberry delicious. muffin. It's completely different. But you get the, it's the, not the, a the comparison muffin. is similar. But it's I'm a making it very clear. With it's, blueberry. it's not that. But it That's, could be. Okay, but it's not. Is the point but that I'm making? Wouldn't that be good? It's not. It's unrelated. This is you just trying to say something for the sake of saying. So it. we agree. It's an unrelated. No, we do not. I don't know what we're arguing about here. Jesus Christ. What we're arguing about is go to good Celeb Fest on Saturday. Great8smemorabilia.com. All right. Uh, tidbit brought to you today by Window Nation. Glenn Clark here for Window Nation. Right now, get 50% off all styles of windows. Plus, put no money down, make no payments, and pay no interest for 24 months. 866-90-NATION. Visit windownation.com. Tell them Glenn Clark sent you. Window Nation, the perfect fits. Tidbit of the day. So... Let's talk about the Orioles not being great at hitting with runners in scoring position. How bad are they, Glenn? Well, uh, I don't know. How bad? Okay. 615 OPS not with runners in scoring stunning. position is oh just about the worst in baseball. It is .02 worse than the Mets, who I would imagine improved there, Mark, after yesterday afternoon's game. But that's fine. We do know that... We hate the Yankees. That doesn't change. They do have some good baseball players. Garrett Cole is pitching very well right now. Um, so well that he's the first pitcher in Major League history with at least 70 strikeouts and three or fewer walks in his first eight games of a season. That sounds good. Yeah. Until last month, there had never been a pitcher. With a five-start stretch of any point featuring a 49-0 to zero strikeout-to-walk ratio. Of course, Corbin Burns did that last month, and now Garrett Cole joined him, as pitchers are certainly having an uh, easy time on the mound this year when they got the stuff to back it up. Garrett Cole joins the likes of Pedro Martinez and Sandy Koufax as the only three pitchers with three, or actually, yeah, three 12-plus strikeout, zero-run, zero-walk games. And Garrett Cole is done it by midnight. Okay. However, Garrett Cole is not one of six starters this season with at least three starts featuring seven innings pitched, Actually, no, I lied. He is. This was before last week. <laughs> okay. He is one of seven. Okay. So who are the other six pitchers with at least three starts with seven innings pitched 
no more than one earned run allowed this season. At least three? Yes. So it's not John Means. It is. It is? Three. Th- seven? Yes. I'm three. Surprised. I'm surprised by that. Should have struggled it a little bit. Yeah, right. You know, clearly. Like, fine. I, didn't want I, to make clearly. I, out I did not think he had three seven-inning starts. Well, you're, be you're wrong, you. Glenn. Um. Okay. All right. So the others would be... Um, 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 how about... Uh, DeGrom. How about no? Really? It's a bit surprising. Not that good at pitching. Well. No, he's quite good at pitching, Kyle. Stupid National League. It's the stupid league. He, in he's which not hurt. He's okay. What's that? He had hurt his arm briefly, but he... DeGrom? Yeah. Oh, I think he's fine. Uh, Woodruff? W- w- no. Okay. Should probably stick Bull. to the American League. Bull. National League pitchers have to get pulled because they have stupid rules in that league. Uh, who are the good American League pitchers? Duffy? Is Duffy good? He is good, but he's not on the list. Had a rough out. How many of them are American League pitchers? Oh, man. Where are some of these guys pitching? You don't legitimately know? Um, Maybe two, including John Means. So it's not really (laughs) American League pitchers. Okay. So, uh, Stroman. He was really good the other night. No. How uh, Darvish? Yes. Okay. You Darvish is indeed. Hauserbell. And by the way, uh, means is the only one as American <laughs> League pitcher. So. Okay. Your theory <laughs> way off. Not really uh, bear fruit. G- uh, Gosman. No. Uh, uh, blah, 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 blah. Your boy Taiwan Walker, who doesn't like to swing the bat. Taiwan Walker is okay. on the list. My God. Hell of, a, hell of a pitcher. I had, he's not a hell of a hitter, though. Doesn't Jesus need to be. Christ. He's a decent hitter so in his career. He's a if you say so, average. he literally just stood before. there. Oh, I'm well aware. He just stood there. How sad was it when they were like, and the performance of the game for the Orioles was Keegan Aiken, who one of his three pitches, three of his pitches, literally had zero chance of there being a swing foot on it. Christ, it was so embarrassing. And I had, I had a Mets fan show up. He was trying to do like a cry more. I'm like, dude, it, this thing where you guys are like, we like getting punched in the nuts. It's awesome. <laughs> it is a weird bit, man. I talking to National League people about uh, something that is obviously awful. It's truly terrible. And they just won't be willing to acknowledge it because it's their thing. Yeah. Well, sure. It's awful, but we love it. Like come on, man. Um, how about Wade Miley? No. How about Max Scherzer? Three. Probably should have guessed him sooner. Well, I don't I mean. Hey. Calm down over there. It's terrible. You're How missing about, two. Uh, missing two. And they're both National League guys. Yeah. Wish I knew more National League guys. Uh, Lamette. No. Uh, Musgrove. Nope. How about, how about, how about, how about, uh, you might have to give me something here. I'm not sure that I know more National League guys. I mean, it's not Clayton Kershaw. It's not. But. Bauer? No. But. Bueller? No. I thought he was hurt. My, I don't, I don't even know who else is in the rotation. I don't even remember who's in the rotation now. 
So you're waving the white flag on that yeah, one? Yeah, just tell me. Julio Urias. Oh, yeah. I should have gotten. Son of a bitch. I should have gotten that one. Um, And I don't know. Tell me. Tell me. Ter- tell me Former where they're. Former Met. Former Met. Uh, Wheeler? Three for Phillies, Zach Wheeler. Okay. There you go. There you go. Tidbit was also brought to you today by your local Toyota dealer and by a Toyota.com. Whether your focus is luxury and comfort or perhaps it's convenience and maybe technologically advanced connectivity or even sporty performance and aggressive styling, we've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Highlanders from your local Toyota dealer today. Tubular, brought to you by C3 American Exteriors. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. Call C3 to get roof and siding repairs for just the cost of your home insurance deductible. 410-401-9797 or go to C3America.com for a free analysis. Nada. I mean, it is a crap night for Tubular. I'm sorry. I wish I could tell you something otherwise. Um, baseball. Masson's got Phillies Nationals at one. It's uh, also on MLB Network if you happen to live in Toronto or Atlanta. So you got that going for you. MLB Network. For the rest of us, is Blue Jays Braves right now. Twins, White Sox after that. Tonight, Yankees, Rays at 7. Indians, Mariners at 10. YouTube for Cardinals, Brewers at 140. NBC Sports Washington, you can't miss Chicago Fire. DC United throwdown tonight at 8. Uh, NBCSN, Aston Villa and Everton at 12.55. Man U and Liverpool at 3.10. TNT, Sixers Heat, 7.30. Blazers, Suns, that's where my attention will be tonight at 10 o'clock. Two hot teams. That's true, Kyle. Do you get it? Because they're blazing and they're, they're the suns. Yes. They're and also, they're also both yeah, they're successful also really teams. good teams. It was a double entendre. Look at what you've done. Yeah. Uh, ESPN is doing a documentary about the WNBA bubble from last year. It's called 144. It airs tonight on ESPN at What is nine. the 144 reference? I don't know. And I don't know. Okay. I, just, I, I, can't, I don't know either. I can't help you there. It's something, I bet. I'm, it might be the number of players involved in the bubble. Maybe it's the number. It might be something about social justice because they were that was a big part of the but bubble. But wouldn't you think that the people who were in the bubble that were not players would be offended by that? They suffered through the bubble as well. No. NHL Network, Wild Blues, 8 o'clock, Golf Channel, uh, round one of the PGA's Byron Nelson today at 3.30. The WWE Network for NXT UK at the, 3. The tournament's called the Byron Nelson? Yes, it's called the Byron Nelson. It used to be called like the Byron Nelson Invitational. They've just they've stopped. Kind of love it. They've just sort of done away with that. Kind of like, love it. Now yeah. you just play it like the That's my dream. The, Mits- the Byron Nelson. We're going to the Mitsubishi. Is We're there a restaurant the- accompanying it? I have no idea. There should not, be. Could not tell you. And Access TV for uh, Impact Wrestling tonight at eight. Some non-sports highlights. Uh, some interesting late night guests. We got Seth Rogen's on Colbert. Oh, he yeah. he does have something to plug, doesn't he? He has a book out. I think that's what he's plugging. Is that what it was? I I, it there's is. something else that's going. He's involved with. Oh, he's involved with the Pam and Tommy thing. Is he? Yes, 100. percent When is that coming out, though? I don't. It's not out. Right. Soon. So I don't think they're promoting that. Well, um, they'll be talking about. Chris it. Rock is on Kimmel. Do, 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 do. Anthony Mackie's on Seth Meyers. Stuff and things. Check it all out. GlennClarkRadio.com. Apparently, it's a series it. that's going to air on Hulu. He and Evan Goldberg developed it. Well, they do good work. And he's in it, but I don't know who he plays. He plays Tommy. He's Tommy. No, he is not. That's uh, your boy. That's the Winter Soldier is it's Tommy. not my boy. He hasn't my boy. Well, I mean, it's everybody's boy. <laughs> uh, Seth Rogen plays something called Rand Gauthier. Love it. I that's, I was thinking that would be a good uh, casting choice. How he really Rand, embodies Rand. Rand Gauthier. What a name, huh? A man who became a key player in the Pam and Tommy story. After, uh, Peddled the video. 
maybe that might after he stole the man after he stole a couple yeah. sex tape and distributed yep. it in the mid nineties. Literally the truth. Uh, Nick Offerman is also in this uh, project yeah. as Uncle Milty. Mm. I like the sounds some, of that. Some sauciness. Andrew Dice Clay is in this project okay. as Butchie. Butchie. I'm so I can excited see it. for this. I'm, it, this better not suck. It's gonna be I am so Seth excited. Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg, they do good work. They do uh, They do good work. You are right about that. All right. Uh, Tubular was also brought to you today by KS Automotive in Hamden for over 40 years. KS Automotive has been restoring, repairing, and maintaining foreign and domestic vehicles. The focus on exceptional workmanship, quality customer service. Everything from something as simple as an oil change to major body work, they've got you covered. Give them a call now, 410-235-6660, or go to knsimports.com, knsautomotive, knsimports.com. Thanks today to uh, Troy Stokes, Jr., Calvert Hall alum, Pittsburgh Pirate, just made his debut. Thanks also to Todd Pletcher, trainer of Unbridled Honor, as well as to Bo Smolka and to Chris Ruling. We'll get all of it up in the greatest hit section of the Archives. tab at glennclarkradio.com. And irons and fires, stuff and things. Oh, what a day. On this Friday. Colin what McKitchen. A day. Oh, good. We got that. I'm going to make – what is the I'm, – so I'm not, like, going to purport myself to be a gourmet chef. I don't know how to make – You should try. Korma from scratch. Oh, well, why wouldn't you try it? Uh, See how it goes. I don't have time to figure all that. Oh, out. you could do this. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a sexier. I'm gonna make korma tonight. Okay. With, uh, but it's uh, not gonna be from scratch. I'm just gonna that's, that's, a, that's a lame. I am, lame but a man. Commit or don't commit. I don't even try. Uh, do have, or do not. There is no try. I'm gonna be adding a lot of flavor to the flavor already. If you say so. If you say it's so. It's going to be hot sauce involved. If you haven't picked up the new print issue of Press Box, make sure you get out to your neighborhood Royal Farms today to do it. John Means is on the cover. Uh, I don't know if you heard, but he's got three games of seven innings and whatever Kyle just said that I've already forgotten about. Yeah. Um, but uh, everybody knew that. Everybody knew that Correct. was the case. So go get out today. Pick that up at your neighborhood Royal Farms for free. Thanks to everybody at PressBox, all of our great sponsors and partners, including MIA Lacrosse, the U.S. Army, Glory Days Grill, Window Nation, Royal Farms, Chesapeake Employers Insurance, Exxon Mobil, KNS Automotive, C3 American Exteriors, Great Eights Memorabilia, the Bradley and Nikki Bozeman Foundation, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. Thanks to Kyle Ottenheimer, Sad Lonely Man. Follow him on Twitter, at Ottenheimer. Follow us, at Glenn Clark Radio. Have a great Thursday night. Go Suns. Duke sucks. Ohio State sucks, too. <laughs>